Blog Talk Radio. I hope you're ready. Hope Juan's ready. Because tonight we are loaded. Loaded with guests. First hour we're going to talk about Hard Rock MMA 65 that goes down Saturday night at Expo 5 in the big city of Louisville. Adam Fritz is going to kick us off. Isaiah Ferguson's going to return to the show as well as Phil Perkins, Lance Lawrence, Mitchell Guzman. Uh, like two or three more. I don't know. The phone lines are going to be open. I'm getting messages right now. We're going to be talking. Second hour, we're going to kick off talking IT fights as Trey Cole and Reggie Parks join us. Then we're going to talk to George Medina. Adam Nash is going to join us uh, before we close out the second hour to help us give away one of his Adam Grizzly Nash signature shirts, which... All the money from those go to the Shriners Hospital. Great cause. We're going to be doing that tonight. Then we've got a whole third hour if you want to stay up late and call in. It's going to be crazy. It's how we roll. It's what we do tonight on Bluegrass MMA Live. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. <laughs> Fighters first, fans always. The Ohio Valley's number one source for MMA. Broadcasting on the ProMMANow.com radio network. Brought to you by Bangtown Fightwear. This is Bluegrass MMA Live. And now, here are your hosts, Juan Valley and Gary Thomas. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us, and we love you for that. This is Bluegrass MMA Live, episode 177, brought to you by Banktown Fightwear. Make sure you check them out, banktownfightwear.com, on Twitter, BanktownBT, on Instagram, Erware. And tonight, in our first hour, if you're tuned in, if you're not in the chat room, if you're just kind of straggling in uh, to hear the beginning of the show, we've got two tickets to Hard Rock MMA 65 to give away tonight. Live music, fights. I'll be there. All my friends will be there. Juan won't be there, so you won't have to worry about any awkwardness. It's going down. You mean any awesomeness? It's sort of Did similar I? to awkwardness, but it's also with an A. And I know how you are. You just kind of mispronounce <laughs> words and all that. So I think you meant to say awesomeness. No, you, you heard me right. Unlike you. When we, <laughs> did you take any pictures this weekend? I had, uh, yes, I had plenty of pictures on Friday night, and I took a few on Saturday. Oh. Pictures. I don't think you got that reference to pictures. Okay. You're done. You're done. Cut this guy off. Here's what he's having pictures of right here. Listen. Oh, cracking one open for the show. It's going to be long. It's going to be long. Aaron Garrett's going to join us in the third hour to help break down this weekend's IT Fight Series as they debut in Columbus with a stat card. If you missed it, go to bluegrassmma.com for the whole card, what they've got going on. It's going to be fun. I'm so pissed. Like, this is the massive weekend. Adam Fritz is going to be on in just a few minutes. But here's the rundown. 
Okay, if you're a fan of mixed martial arts and you say you support local MMA, here's your opportunities. All right, are you ready? Indianapolis, Art of War. Knoxville, Tennessee, Volunteer Brawl. Louisville, Kentucky, Hard Rock MMA 65. Columbus, Ohio, IT Fight Series. Pennsylvania, uh, in Pittsburgh, Gladiators of the Cage. And then also in Ohio, Cage Madness. That's six events, all within driving distance to one of you guys, if not a lot of you guys. Get out there and support local MMA with the best. Remember, right after this show, you can go uh, over to MMA Madhouse, Full Guard Fight Radio. I believe is on again tonight. Carl the Madman and crew working it like they do. So be sure you go over and check them out and sit back and enjoy this. Crack yourself open a beverage. Pop some popcorn. Think about how stupid Chell Sonnen is for failing a drug test. But we don't care about that tonight because we're going to talk about local mixed martial arts. Next week we'll be excited to uh, to tell you about a new sponsor. But enough about us. Returning to the show, undisputed Bantamweight champion of the world. I mean of Hard Rock MMA. Recent college graduate, and he's got to wake up in less than eight hours to teach some boot camp. Adam Fritz, what's up, man? How's it going? Congratulations, Mr. College Graduate, Mr. Super Mullet, Mr. Entrepreneur, waking up so early to uh, to teach people about fitness. Thank you, thank you. How does it feel to almost be an adult? It, it feels pretty good. You know, the fact that I don't have to take any more tests is pretty big relief. <laughs> no more tests for you, sir. School is out. But now it's like real life. Like I know. Does that scare you at all? Uh, kind of. Not really. I'm enjoying it. Fearless. You're fearless, man. I gotta say, I watched this uh, mini documentary on you that that I guess EKU did. You're like a mm-hmm. superstar there, aren't you? I like to think so. I mean, I'm probably the only kid on campus with a mullet. So <laughs> you're probably not with a mullet, but probably on campus. Mm-hmm. Tell me about. So I watched this. I watched it a couple times, and you. You came across, first of all, you were like, like you were sitting there doing countdown to UFC, man. You were, you were poised. So <laughs> I, I feel like the interviews we've had kind of prepared you for the big stage that was Eastern Kentucky News. Oh, for sure. It definitely did. But you talked about how school was like, that's something you had to, you had to do. You had to get that out of the way so you could go chase your dream and train. Now... You know, you're you're doing this boot camp. You, I'm sure you're you're much more involved in the gym now that you have more time. What? How's that part of like your evolution of a person? How's that changed with you trying to get your fights in, helping your teammates get a fight in, try to help run the business, work at the pawn shop, and then have time to brush your mullet? 
we all know brushing that mullet takes forever. You got to have every detail right. But you know, with school and stuff, it was always kind of had to. You could say it had to take a kind of a back seat. Like I had to make sure my homework was either done before I went to the gym, or I had to if I had to stay up late doing homework, studying for a test. I had to, I had to get in, train, help my teammates train for fights. You know, and so with that being over. It, it allows a, a lot more free time, like you said, like the focus on the gym, be in it more, teach some classes, um, learn how to do simple things around the gym, you know, clean it up a bit, hand, go hand out flyers, trying to get more people in. It's been a really good experience, like being there real early, working on things, and try, just getting more involved with the gym itself. How's your role as like this leader of uh, of boot camp? You know, it's yourself, Gina Begley, both academically trained in the world of fitness and exercise, both champion fighters, and you're offering people like the opportunity to come in and train like a mixed martial artist, but without any of the bumps and bruises. Is that about right? Yeah, that's right. You know, Gina and I, we definitely bring something a lot different than what a lot of the other places here in Richmond and Lexington for that even offer, you know, how, how are you going to learn from like some like MMA fitness from someone who's maybe had like a weekend certification. They go to like a seminar and they get certified in fitness or some sort of martial art in a weekend, you know, you know, that is, it's not right. It's like going, it's like being a doctor and going to a, like a seminar over a weekend for two hours and bam, you're a doctor, you know, it's not safe. It's not good. And so, Gene and I, we've had years of training in the gym. We've had years of schooling to help us prepare for this, and I think it's definitely something that we bring to the table that a lot of other places don't. I think it's amazing. I think it's a huge commitment for you to get that ass up at 5 o'clock. You go, well, not before 5 o'clock. What time do you have to wake up to, to roll in to teach? Because I know you've got to, you didn't have to do it this morning, but you got to do it tomorrow morning. Well, Gina's being nice, and she's doing it for me tomorrow because I actually work at the pawn shop tomorrow. Uh, she's doing the 5 a.m.? Yeah, she's going to do the 5 a.m. for me, I think. Oh, uh, that's a true pal. I know. She's a good friend right there. <laughs> and fight week, and I'm sure you've got other things on your mind. Let's talk about this. You're taking on a guy, uh, 21 years old, Justin Dowson. Uh, from Indiana, one of the, in 2013, super active. He only had one loss. Um, you know, he's been fighting about as long as you have. What's your take on Justin? You know, I've, I've had the chance to talk with him. We've seen him fight. Uh, you know, he's got almost double the experience that you have. What's your take on this? You know, he, uh, he said he has double the experience on me. You know, that's just... MMA fights, I've had Muay Thai fights, I've had tons of grappling experience, you know, so experience-wise, I don't think that's a factor at all. You know, I've watched his fights, and he's pretty good, like, he's got decent jiu-jitsu, and it's, he keeps his hands up when he fights, you know, that's always a good sign. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you watch a lot of people, they their hands down at their waist and stuff, but he keeps his hands up, which is good, you know, he's a tough kid, he looks pretty strong. So it should be a pretty good fight. You come into this four-fight winning streak and 
coming off probably one of the biggest wins of your career, Jeff Mack, uh, or, or right atop the 135-pound rankings uh, in the Ohio Valley region. You submitted him in the second round. Well, after that fight, you know, walk me through what you were thinking because that was a big fight, not just you know there in Shepherdsville, but it had a lot of implications in other promotions, uh, in rankings, just kind of in status. How good did you feel after you beat Jeff? Well, you know, I felt pretty good. You know, Jeff was a tough guy, and so it was it was a really good win. I really did. I thought I did really well. You know, especially on the ground, I controlled him real well. I hardly took any damage at all. And I was able to pull out the win. So it was really good, you know. Good to have a win over like a top guy like that. And now you, you come into a guy who's uh he's a champion in in Indianapolis. What walk me through how you think this fight's gonna go, not game planish or whatever, but just how you see this fight kinda going down. Yeah, you know, like I said last time, I'm gonna kinda just flow with the go. I'm gonna whatever happens, happens. I'm I'm comfortable anywhere. I feel my stand-up is really good. My ground game is really good. You know, I'm improving everywhere. And so I'm prepared for wherever the fight goes. You've been, uh, you know, you had some injuries early in your career after that crazy fight with Keith Williams. Uh, you know, set you up for a little while. 2013, you only had two fights. This will be your second fight already in 2014. How active are you looking to be now that, Eastern Kentucky University is behind you, and you've kind of got a little bit more time. You know, I want to be more active. We've been talking, and we're hoping about maybe going pro, but hopefully by the end of the year, doing this fight, and then maybe one more, getting one more good fight in, and maybe going pro after that. So definitely trying to stay real active. Like you said, I don't have school and tests and everything else to study for. Like, it's all just on the gym right now. So I hope to stay pretty active. What so other than MMA, I know that you've uh you've done like the Thai boxing tournament, you've you've competed in jiu-jitsu tournaments and such. What do you have anything else on the agenda other than this fight on the horizon? Well, my dad for a graduation present, he's wanting to go out, take me out to Vegas at the end of the month and do some training out there. So there's that. This fight, um, pretty much that's it right now and help continue, you know, with the gym, getting more people in there, running more classes and stuff. That's it right now. It's all we, I really have planned out as far as I know. So where where are you want, if, where's the hot spots? You go out to Vegas, where, where are you trying to go? Come on. You, you know what the answer to this one is. You know, like, the main place I want to go. I was out. If it was me, it would be the Bellagio. I'd be working my right arm, pulling those slot machines down. But you're gonna have to tell me yours. I gotta go. I gotta go to Syndicate MMA. My pile's there. I gotta. I gotta show him what all I've done. How he's inspired me to grow this mullet. <laughs> I know. Uh, last year, you got to go see uh, see Joey Diaz, right? When he was in Lexington. Mm-hmm. He just did an epic interview with Mike Pyle, and. It was epic. I mean, if you've not checked it out on the Church of What's Happening Now, you need to listen to, to Coco and Mike Pyle break it down. I will listen to that. I had no idea that happened. I didn't either. I mean, I, I didn't know till the day of that he was going to be the guest. So it's pretty cool. He talks about, you know, 
coming from Taekwondo and kicking people's asses in like Alabama and stuff like that. So, heck yeah, that's definitely on my listening to list right now. That's right. You're gonna have to have something listen to on the flight, all that stuff. Are you gonna stay in Louisville? Or are you gonna drive back to Richmond after weigh-ins? Probably drive back to Richmond. I can't you know, believe like that. Usually do. I, I can't believe that. And see, Harder got on to me last time for mentioning mentioning this to you because it saved him money on a hotel room. But it's not like Richmond and Louisville are you know very close. I would take. It's maybe about an hour, hour and a half away. You know, I think it's. I think it's well worth the trip to come home, sleep in my own bed. You know, I think it's well worth it. See, when you're a superstar and you're out on the road, you're going to have to get used to all, you know, the luxury, luxurious side of things. The hotel. It, it probably won't all be like the, the place you just went when you cornered Gina, uh, but it's probably something a little similar. That looked a little sweet yeah. to me. Yeah, the Marisar was, it was a pretty nice get up. That was pretty nice. Much better than the place we were at when we went to with her in Ohio. <laughs> like, uh, like 50 times better than that place. <laughs> we've, uh, but, in the second hour, we're going to talk about uh, an event up in Ohio. How do you feel about same-day weigh-ins? Because I know some, like grappling competitions, same-day weigh-ins and stuff like that. Would that change, at least as an amateur, to to fight, would you have to fight a little heavier? Yeah, I'd probably fight a weight class heavier if it was same day weigh-ins. I do cut quite a bit of weight, and so I use that twenty four hours to regain my weight back. But same day weigh-ins, I'll probably have to fight up a weight class or so. Hmm. See, I just think that's I don't know. There's there's arguments for and against it, but I'm just not feeling it. Like people wonder why there's no MMA in like Cincinnati and in the southern part of Ohio because everybody comes here because they don't have to weigh in the same day. Mm-hmm. In some cases, like three hours before the fight, they have to weigh in. If you could fight anywhere, you know, say take one last amateur fight anywhere, where would you, where would you want to go? Like, is there any special place out of state, uh, locally, any you place know, that you'd like to travel out to? You know, I like the, the, was it the Rumble time that Gina fought for? You know, they of course they gave her like awesome accommodations and everything, and but it just seemed like it was ran really well, and so I wouldn't mind fighting out in St. Louis or so. That's like a hotbed, man. There's all kind. They just did a show, uh, Shamrock FC last weekend, sold out at one of those spots down there in St. Louis. I'm like, oh my god, where? And I know there's a, several promotions that run right there in the same city. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, remember Gina saying something about that? How like there's always a show going on or something like that. But they seem to be pretty active out there with the MMA scene. Hmm. So what's on the agenda the rest of the week? See, tomorrow is our last hard cardio session. Making sure we're able to get some rest between then and the fight. That we were able to peak real well. Uh, Thursday. Might hit up the sauna, take a good Epsom salt bath, try and cut the last little bit of pounds. Friday, finish out what I have to cut if I don't cut it all Thursday night. Just kind of relax until weigh-ins, go weigh-in, get some high-quality H2O and some food back in me, and and some go time. 
some high quality H2O. Your uh, teammate Brandon Campbell, I see that he's on the card. Uh, how's he looking? He's looking awesome. He always does. He's gonna he's gonna go out there and smash his guy, no doubt. For sure. You guys have been on a tear. What do you? And I know Scott's out in the chat room listening. What What's the secret to the success there at AFS Academy? What are you doing different than everybody else? Him. <laughs> our, our coach. <laughs> you know, he, he always makes sure we're well prepared. He brings in the best knowledge. He knows how to train us good. Trains us real good. He trains us in that UFC style. Trains us in that UFC <laughs> so, like now that you're becoming more uh, integral in the part on part of the gym, what's some of the, some of the things that he's had to deal with that you didn't know about that now you know about as far as like the other side of uh, of working at a gym? There's just so much. Like he's been showing me how to like do stuff on the computer, like how to make your own flyers and all little detailed stuff like there's like a phone like a proper phone script you're supposed to use when answering the phone and a whole <laughs> big process I'm trying to learn and it's kind of blown my mind a little bit but I think I'm catching on right with it there's there's that and just little small things there's just a lot <laughs> so next week if I call at like 5:30 in the morning you answer the phone will I get like a Good morning. Thank you for calling AFS Academy. This is Adam. How may I help you? No, you won't get that. Get, we're having a great day at the AFS Academy. How may I help you? I like it. I like it. Set, just starting off positive. Starting off positive. Well, man, the fight will be here before you know it this Saturday at uh, Expo 5. you ever been to Expo 5? Never have been. It's... Uh, Close quarters, intimate venue. It'll be you, Justin, probably a thousand of your closest friends, all packed into a little room that has a garage door. Hopefully, they'll be able to open it, and it's uh, it's where the magic happens. It's so strange. I don't really know how to explain it. All I know is that uh, like this week, it may be Hard Rock MMA. Next week, it might be Guar. Who knows? That's just kind of how they work. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like a good old place. I like it. <laughs> well, listen, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to join us uh, on this hectic fight week. I'm glad you don't have to get up at 5 or earlier than that. Uh, Gina's listening, so props to her for taking care of her friend. I, I imagine she'd be – is she grumpy in the mornings? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen her that early in the morning. <laughs> Uh, before I let you go, I want to give you a chance to give out any shout-outs, any thank-yous, anything you want to throw out there to your fans, friends, family, foes, whatever. It's all on you. All right. I just want to, of course, give a big shout-out and a big thanks to my coach, Scott Elliott. You know, we've been with him since I was 14, and he's brought me up how you see me today, you know. He's helped me out a lot. Big thank you to my all my teammates at the AFS Academy, Brandon, Gina, Emily, Dustin Short, everybody there who sparred with me, grappled with me, and just helped me out. Um, 
and then all my friends and family that are going to be coming to the show. And thank you guys for having me on. Adam Fritz, I'll see. Oh, tell us where we can find you out on Twitter. It's uh, Adam Fritz, number one. Can you sing that in, like, the Nelly version? Like, Adam Fritz, number one. I don't know if I can not. I don't know. We'll work on that. I know you like those custom walkout songs. Maybe we get that going. There we go. All right, man. Well, take care. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you Saturday in Louisville. All righty. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. There you guys go. Adam Fritz taking on Justin Dowsett this Saturday night. Adam defends his Bantamweight title at Hard Rock MMA. Adam 6-2. and two. Dowsett's like 11-6, and six. both 21 years old, both young, full of energy. So jealous. Um, remember, if you want a chance to win two tickets, actually, we'll take the first person that calls. Two tickets to Hard Rock MMA 65, 347 884 Give us a whistle. That's how we roll. They're yours. We're going to continue on talking about this event, representing uh, Area 502 MMA. He's undefeated. First two fights were finished in the first round by submission. He takes on Josh East this Saturday night. He's with us right now, Mr. Lance Lawrence. Lance, what's up, brother? Hi, how's it going, man? Man, it's going well. How are you on this uh, this fight week? Uh, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling ready. I'm, I'm feeling excited. When I think about you, and you've only fought a couple times, but you've had trouble finding fights, right? Like, Nope, it seems like um, you have yeah. a scheduled, people back out, they don't show up, it's, it's weird. Like, are you that much of a badass? No, no, it's just some <laughs> people, you know, just like, it's actually, I've actually had a fight schedule with this guy about a month or two ago, and I actually had to be the one to pull out of this fight, I ended up getting injured in camp. So, you know, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, I'm, I'm making it up to him, I give him another chance. This uh, you're still early in your career. You're still a young guy, 24 years old. 20, actually. You're, oh man, says you're 24. I'm, see, they're they're lying about your age yeah. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually just 20. I'll be 21 a week after the fight. So you can't even buy a beer after the fight. You can't no, celebrate. Can't even buy a beer. Man, just that's just more for Phil Perkins. You know it. Yep. <laughs> so 20 years old, even better, making me feel older. Uh, 2-0, and you've only had one fight this year uh, back in February, two first-round submissions. Walk me through what's been going on in your training down there at Area 502 with uh, Phil. I know uh, B.J. Ferguson's down there. What's training camp been like for you since since you've recovered from this injury? Oh, man, I couldn't ask for a better training camp, honestly. Like, I mean, I get some of the best guys to work with. I mean, I get quality time with Phil. Phil always makes sure I'm ready and I'm not slacking off. And, of course, I got the Fergusons in here, you know, making sure we're working hard. And, uh, I mean, I really love training with them. I love I love the atmosphere here, man. I just love being able to have an awesome camp, train hard. You know, you can't ask for much more. So what does the 20-year-old mixed martial artist do when you're not training? What what occupies your time? You going to school? You got a job? 
Got a woman. I mean, uh, give us the deal. I work. <laughs> um, I work. I uh, do whatever I can to make money. You know, just to support. You know, training. Really, I'm I'm in the gym five, six days a week usually, and uh, I mean, I will work so I can train. Honestly, you know, my life is the gym. Gosh, so you don't have all those worries about mortgages and kids and all that. You sure you don't want to trade places? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I uh, I like what I'm doing right now. It keeps me happy, and that's what matters. <laughs> when you uh, not looking past this fight, but tell me how, uh, like, how active do you want to be? How do you see your career moving throughout the rest of the year? Um, I figure the rest of the year I would like to finish out, you know, maybe get another fight or two after this one and then start going for some title fights, give me a few titles under my belt this year and, you know, next year work on, uh, you know, maybe going pro next year if, if my training allows it and everything goes good. But, you know, that's a whole year away right now. I'm just working on training hard and one fight at a time. Try not to get too ahead of myself. You're still an amateur. You're fighting uh, Josh East, who he has four more fights than you. Does that, for you, does that mean anything? I mean, is that intimidating at all, or uh, do you feel that experience at the level that you're at is beneficial? I feel like I feel like it's going to be a really good test for me. I mean, he's a really good guy, experienced guy. I think it'll be a really good matchup for me, you know, see where I'm at. You know, and uh, show that it really doesn't matter how many fights they have. It just matters how hard you train. So, will we? Do you foresee? Let's get a prediction here. Uh, do you see this fight going out of the first round? Um, you know, I would like it not to, but I'm ready to go all three rounds if that if that's what need, is needed to happen. But you know. I would rather stay in the first round and keep that going for me. But I can't just train for a, a one-round fight. I'm training for a three-round fight. How? Talk to me how you train for a three-round fight. I know some people say when they got a three-round fight, they train like it's a five-round fight. What, what's your What's your normal training session like? Um, my normal training session is probably a two, three-hour session a day. You know, maybe a run before training. Um, basically, I just do what my coaches tell me, and it, it's never failed me yet. Listen to uh, to the elders. Yeah, listen to the elders. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, man, we are excited for the fight this weekend. It will be here before you know it. Uh, I know you've got a Twitter account. I know you've got some training partners. I want to give you a chance now to give a shout-out. Thank yous, whatever you want to do to those people that are tuned that tuned in to listen to Lance in your pants. What's up with that? <laughs> oh no. Um, I really just want to give a shout out to my to my coach and uh, my coaches. Honestly, Phil Perkins is a great MMA coach and jiu-jitsu coach, of course. And he, uh, like I said, he don't let me slack off. He makes sure I work hard. Um, also, really thankful to have the Fergusons, and you know. Over here, helping us out all the time. It's a, it's a big game changer for us. They, uh, they, they're real experienced, real veterans of the sport, and uh, you know, but just listening, to, man, is all of it. Just listening to them, and uh, I mean, shout out to my mom, of course, for always supporting me. Got to give a shout out to the mom. 
And uh, <laughs> I got some of the best. I got some of the best uh, training partners I could ask for over here, honestly. All right. Now here's the big. Here's the big thing. When we go to Twitter to find you, how do we find you? Oh God, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, <laughs> you, you put it out there, man. You put it out there. You got to own up to it. Uh, just just uh, Google Lance Lawrence Twitter. That's what you did. <laughs> well, I did. I did that at first. And I got some wrestler from Great Britain. <laughs> so you had to do a okay. little bit more digging. Uh, I would say you would use my URL, which is Lance in your pants. You know, made it probably <laughs> when I was 15 or 16, since you're going to make me put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> It, it You'll rocks. find me that way. <laughs> uh, well, Lance, man, take care. Uh, stay healthy the rest of the week, and we'll see you Saturday night at Expo 5. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for letting me talk. There you guys go. Lance in your pants, Lance Lawrence. Looking to stay undefeated this weekend. Um, We'll see if we get some more callers here. Remember, we've got the tickets to give away. If you're interested in the Adam Nash game change, which I may not even give it away. I don't know. Um, send us a message on Facebook. Give us a call. You know how we do it. We're going to give this stuff away the best we can. Uh, I'm trying to send Juan a message here. You know, what if I didn't want to read your message? What if I was just kind of ignoring you? I, I, I don't know. I'd be heartbroken, man. I would be. So heartbroken you'd leave me on the side of the road? <laughs> well, if you want to know what that, that, that will be in the third hour we'll talk about. We, we're going to bring back our epic threat of the week. Uh, so... Check that out. Aaron Garrett's got one queued up for us there. Juan will give you what he's talking about there. It's inside joke, but it's cool. Uh, Our next guest uh, is in the main event. Actually, our next two guests are in the main event. They fight each other. How awkward is that? My wife just came here and said she's going back to school. Good for her. Uh, but, <laughs> oh man, Jeremy Myers is not answer the phone. Is that the right number? We did call a little late. Got so many messages. I, I don't know what it is about this program in particular, but my Facebook is blowing up at this moment, which leads me to this. If you want to follow us on Twitter, where Juan is using the Bluegrass MMA account to not be kind to me, it's at Bluegrass MMA. It's Facebook.com forward slash Bluegrass MMA. We're on Instagram at Bluegrass MMA. Brought to you by Banktown Fightwear. When we kick off the second hour. Oh, Gina Beckley wants to talk. Maybe I'll ask her first. She's done that before. Maybe. Maybe she's trying to save me from this awkwardness. 
Oh, she's ignoring me too. Oh, she doesn't want to talk. What's up, Gina? I'm calling for the Adam Nash t-shirt. What? Is this Chris? Yes. You want the Adam Grizzly Nash shirt? Please. What size shirt do you wear? He's large. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Let's see. All right, Chris. I'm going to put you into the drawing. There's four other people who've asked for it, too. So you got to keep your fingers crossed for that good luck. Are you coming to watch Adam fight Saturday? Yes. Are you going to be cheering him on? How do you think he's going to win? Knockout. <laughs> Knockout. Do you get nervous seeing your coach in there? Or do you get excited? Nervous. Uh, can you watch or do you have to close your eyes? Watch. Uh, so when he's not fighting, well, I guess you've got Brandon on the car too. Are you going to be cheering for him? Yes. Will you be as nervous for Brandon as you are for Adam? Because I know Adam's your your partner in crime. So you'd be more nervous for Adam or Brandon or both? Both. Uh, well, both. Brandon is a teacher too. Oh. So both of your, your leaders will be in there. They're both going to mm-hmm. win, though, right? They're both going to win, right? Yes. Awesome. So what are you going to do when – you've been known to run around and have all that energy at fights. Uh, are you excited for the band? Will you be doing any headbanging when the band's playing? I'm not sure. My, not sure. my head is... Your head's shaved, isn't it? Yes. Mm, maybe I should shave my head. <laughs> nah. Nah? All right. Some people are. <laughs> it's, not a good, it's not a good look for him, is it? Yeah. Not a good look for me? He's going to be, uh, I your, your wife is going to be there. He said he's going to be macking on your daughter. Oh. She's not coming. Ah. This is, uh, this is like my Father's Day date. How, how awesome is that? I get to go to fights and then, I guess that's my date. Go out, go out for pancakes afterwards, I guess. Mm. Will you eat some pancakes with me, Chris? Denny's. Denny's pancakes. <laughs> hmm. All right. When are you going to have your own show, Chris? I feel like you're you're what? Nine? Ten. Nine years old? Ten. Oh, my God. That makes your mom like 40, doesn't it? No, <laughs> she's 33. Oh! All right, then. Just making sure. I would have went with the 40 part. Thanks for letting us call. (laughs) What's up, Juan? None. I know how old Gina is now, so the secret's (laughs) out the bag. I can die a happy person. (laughs) Why do women not want to give out their age? Is that, like, taboo? Their age and their weight, it's always secret. Well, my weight's on blast all the time, so... (laughs) (laughs) And now, so is your age. I know. Thanks to my my 10-year-old. Thanks for letting him on, guys. 
Hey, that's what we do. It's, I know. Uh, good guys. Fingers crossed that he gets the, the Adam. You know, all the proceeds from these shirts go to the Shriners Hospital. Where Adam's I know, kid, I know. Oh, it's so. good. I, I listened to him Still talk about real. that a couple weeks ago. He's going to come on and help us give it away. Isaiah Ferguson's coming up in a second. Who do you like? I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you on the spot while she hung up. Jump. But you know what? Uh, we need to coordinate our shows better because game three of the NBA Finals is on right now. Spurs against the Heat. And i got to listen to you talk about nonsense. Man, Phil Perkins had a whole list of guys supposed to call in. They didn't call in. So because they're watching the game, I don't blame them. I would stand no. you up too if you weren't paying me. Yeah, wait till we get this. I've got we've got a new sponsor coming on board next week, uh, and we're, I'm, there's going to be a challenge. Did what's up with David McKinney skipping the show last week? Did he? I yeah. honestly, I didn't even know. I didn't. I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> and where's Aaron Garrett at? He's not in the chat room. He's not dialed in. I feel I feel off without his presence. It happens, it happens. Alright. He's gonna join us in the third hour. Uh but up now, Mr. Main Event. It is uh one of our friends. We were just gonna we were gonna talk to his opponent, but he didn't answer the phone. That's okay. Um, because when you think about Kentucky MMA, you, you, like anybody in the know knows the Ferguson brothers. And for a while, when I first started, it was just BJ and Josh. But now, the showstopper, undefeated, he's with me right now. Isaiah, what's up? How you doing, homie? Man, let's get this out of the way. How upset were you that you didn't get to fight at Hard Rock MMA 64? I was pissed. It was it was shocking to me. I thought the dude was fucking kidding me. <laughs> that dude being the doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Isaiah had a pimple on his lip. Not even a bad one. Yeah, yeah I know. It was ridiculous. I was like, you know, it was, it was, it was. I had chapped lips, and then I had a little damn thing, and I'm like, are you, I was like, are you kidding me? Are you? I was like, you're joking, right? I thought he was joking. I was like, you're my homie, man. We talk all the time. And then he, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I was like, thanks for screwing me out of a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> a lot more than I would have. Because, I mean, obviously I was going to so, win, you know. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, you, you've got a great insight to Jeremy Myers. Of course, you... I know you've seen him fight a bunch of times. He's fought your brother. Uh, well, let me ask you this first, because I can't keep up with you cats. What weight are you guys fighting at? Uh, 145. All right. Because you, you dipped your toes into 155. I've heard 135. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right one, now, I'm, I'm real light. I'm like 155 right now, so I really ain't got much of a cut. So I'm just... I figure I'd wait till some bigger shows to have to really do an intense cut. So, Jeremy has a wealth of experience, and he's fought. He's like you, 
He's fought 135, 45, 55, 160. Uh, he'd probably fight heavyweight for the right amount of money. You know, his record isn't that great, but he's a Bellator veteran. He fights. You know, that's not like – he just likes to fight. What, and yeah, he's uh, fought your brother. What's your take on him? Uh, all those fights ain't going to help the dude when I get my hands on him. It's, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm it, – it's uh, – I've been training my ass off, and, you know, that's that's all it really takes is just training hard, and he's he's going to get ass whooping. That's 100% sure. I mean, he's he's ready for that, too. You know. I mean, come on. Let's be real. He knows he's getting that ass beat. You know? <laughs> what would an interview with Isaiah Ferguson be without that confidence? <laughs> well, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he talks a little shit. I mean, you know, so it's got me a little wired up, and I'm ready to Did he? I'm what did he say? Oh, just a little, little shit, you know, just stupid shit. The dude's a weirdo. I see, I don't see his Facebook, but people do, and he's talking about he was wanting violence, and he's ready for Saturday. He's going to be happy having violence, and I was like, dude, you're going to get violence because you're going to get that ass beat. I mean, if that's what you want, I'm, if that's going to make you happy, I'll come in there and do it for you, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so him talking about violence, did, did it offend you? Uh. No, it kind of just weirded me out. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm excited to fight, too, but I'm excited to win. Are you excited to lose? The guy's excited to get beat up, I guess. Wow. Did uh, BJ give you any insights? Because they went, uh, you know, they went to the distance, I believe, right? Oh, no. BJ TKO'd him in the third round. That's right. It uh, it went longer than I thought it Yeah, he had him in the valley, would. too, and just, just beat on him like a little bitch. Same thing I plan on doing. <laughs> Would will you go to the third round? No, hell no. It's probably gonna be the first. You know, like the second or third. You you like to just get in there, get out, get your check, go on about your business. Yeah, well, well, you know, I've talked about it before. It's like why? Why do you want to go further? If yeah, I ain't got to. I get in there and try to get out as fast as I can, get my money, you know, do my thing, do whatever I got to do. Um, I can't really get into a lot of detail. You know, it gets kind of graphic, but you know what I'm saying. You just, Listen. Yeah, you, uh, you got better stuff to do after the fight. You go home and you take care of that kid. I know what you're doing. Hey, you know it. I don't, tricked you. I tried don't act you like don't act like you out there party. <laughs> Listen to the woman. Yeah, yeah. I'll change that diaper. Don't. Yes, I'll, it'll be okay. I, that's what happens I, when you grow up, Isaiah. I feel like I've seen you grow up. I have seen you grow up. I know. It's, it's pretty weird now. I'm like, damn, I'm a dad. Mm. It's good though. That's all I really do. I work, be a dad, and train every day. You know. <laughs> what? Uh, how much of your dad has rubbed off on you in the way that you parent? And I know your your kid's still young, but. Uh... Well, pretty good. I mean, I don't know. He's he popped out like eight of them, so I'm sticking <laughs> to one. I hope. I hope not a lot rubbed off on me. You know. Well, I mean, he's he's he must have just romanced your mom a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He he is a, he's an awesome guy, and I feel like you know if I could be half the guy he is, that'd be awesome. And I'm just gonna stick to trying to, you know. He he always points us in the right direction, and he's pretty hard ass. So I feel like you know if I can work up to be like that, I'll be okay in life, you know. One of your uh, uh, teammates here, what's the guy that's fought alongside you, been around for a while, Mitchell? What's up? Oh my! Hey, how's it going, man? How you doing? Well, is Isaiah always cocky? I mean, has he been that way for as long as you've known him? 
Uh, he has. He is very, very cocky, but he's got a uh, very good reason to be. The kid's been doing it his whole life, and uh, he's a brilliant character and an awesome fighter. I know you guys have been training together. Uh, tell me, and you guys have fought on cards together before. Is this teammates on the card? Does it help you in training? Does it help you the day of the fight? What's it mean for you guys when when you guys fight together? Uh, it means a lot to me. I mean, I, I take a lot from Isaiah. You know, he's a professional, and he's uh, he's got a really good mental stature towards the, the whole fight game. Just listening to the guy talk kind of helps you uh, get mentally prepared and you know, being there next to him and watching him work his ass off, it uh, helps me work my ass off as well. So, great teammate to have. Isaiah, do you get the best of uh, Mitchell in the gym? Let's be real. Oh, no, he's, big, he's a big, big guy. He's, he, he don't, <laughs> you know, don't let him fool you. He's damn good, and he's going to whoop this dude's ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So you guys are where are you guys training? I know uh, BJ's teaching at Area Five Hundred Two. Is that is that where you guys are getting most of your work in, or or you still traveling uh, we, around? Yeah, we uh, we both been training real hard at Real Fighters. We train at Real Fighters most of the time, and we try to cut it. You know, a couple of days that we'll not be training there, we'll go to and train uh, over there when BJ's teaching. We'll go over there and do that, and really just like I was saying, train our asses off just to win the fights. You know. Training every day, wherever we got to. Mitchell, you're looking to to get back on the winning track. How hard was it for you to lose that fight back in February? <clears throat> it was pretty tough, you know. Um, I took my jujitsu career pretty uh, um, pretty solid. I was working on a lot of gi jujitsu and uh, and uh, competing at the blue belt level, and then I got promoted to my purple belt a little before the fight. And um, I took the fight right after I did a couple tournaments, and it was uh, it just really was a uh, I wasn't at a gym that was MMA-based. I mean, I was at a, a really good gym, uh, Derby City, uh, awesome place to be at, you know, really good guys. But there's just not really a good MMA base there. So I talked to Phil Perkins, and uh, he got me in on their uh, their flight camp at the Area 502. And then a uh, little revision with uh, BJ and uh, Isaiah, they got me along in the kickboxing stature, something that's really going to help my game to the next level. And uh, just looking looking back on the whole fight, I don't want to uh, you know I don't want to go in on a points base and try to win that way. The rounds are so short at three minutes that uh, I think I really have to do something explosive to impress the judges to not let it go in their hands or finish the fight with my hands like uh, like we've been working over at Real Fighters with uh, with Eric Craft and just doing a doing a little mixing of everything has really helped out and. At Area 502, they've got a great group of guys. There's probably uh, 10 guys there, and they all fight. So it's uh, it's really good to to be training with people that are fighters, uh, that are, you know, competing for that, not just jujitsu. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, looking back on that fight, there's a lot of things I want to change from that. But uh, I think I'm ready to, you know, change that around and get back on the winning circle, and then hell, probably do a pro career here soon. That's what I'm you uh, you know, you had a year off pretty much between your fight. Did let's be honest, is ring rust real? Did you feel anything when you got in there to fight Brian Stevens or what? What do you think? The, the dude I said he was going to be a test, and that was that was no test for me. That guy was easy peasy, however you want to say it. You could tell. What, what do you think? You think he? I mean, I'm just saying. He, I, that really got me. You know, he told me he's going to be my SAT and stuff on your show, and then he goes out there, and no, he don't even get past the first round. I was kind of offended that he did. <laughs> well, look, maybe not in the cage, but, like, at the fights. 
was it any more were you any more nervous were you any was anything different that because it had been so long uh no not at all i feel like it's actually like every fight i've tried to take little steps to be more mentally prepared not only like prepared in the sense that i'm gonna fight and physically but mentally in the sense that i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do this either way i'm gonna get in there and i'm gonna try to whoop this dude's ass so you know, the one year off didn't really do nothing. I was training my ass off for the whole year. I never took a really a break or anything. I had a kid, and it got me wanting to train harder, and I've, that's what I've done. I've stepped up my game since then, and I've gotten better and better, I feel like. And, you know, I feel like if I'm going to be fighting the guys that I want to be fighting in the UFC or Bellator or any of that, then these dudes shouldn't be nothing for me, you know? Absolutely. Mitchell, not looking past this fight on Saturday, but how active do you want to be this year? You talked about possibility of a pro career. What is it that uh, that you think you need to do to get to that level? Uh, <clears throat> well, I joined at uh, at the Real Fighters. It's a it's a strictly kickboxing academy, and um, uh, I think that with that and me still being amateur, I can compete in some amateur kickboxing events. Um, I think uh, the biggest thing with my five uh, victories, they've all been submissions. So I've really focused on the jiu-jitsu. Like I said, I've got a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Just received uh, recently. And I think that um, I think that uh, with me moving my to the hands part of the deal, I should be able to piece it together. And I'm going to take about six months of just straight kickboxing training, doing some uh, MMA on the side with Phil and a little gi jiu-jitsu. They, they're Carlson Gracie base. We still uh, still do our gi over there. Um, I think uh, I think with about six or seven months of real good uh, good hard hands training, I should be able to step up run through some amateurs, and then uh, then work on getting paid for it, you know. Uh, I'll do some local shows. I want to make a run, and, you know, if I keep winning, I'll keep fighting. Uh, if I lose, I'll probably still keep fighting because it's fun. It's, it's, a, hell of a, it's a hell of a rush. It's not like skydiving. You really got to test yourself. It's, a, it's an adrenaline that you can't really venture to of saying anywhere else that you want to get it. Isaiah, what does, what does Isaiah Ferguson at 6-0 and as a pro um, if you win this Saturday, what's that mean? What what's that open up for you? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't know. Six and zero. I mean, it, it don't seem far fetched from five and zero, which I am now. So I was hoping. Like, I think seven and zero sounds a lot better. So I was wanting to maybe get one right off this just to sound seven. I think that's a lot cooler. You know. <laughs> so, what? but hey, I mean, I guess it's, as long as I keep winning, I figure if, if I keep winning and maybe uh, the Ultimate Fighter come back around, I'd rather do something in that sense, but. Whatever works for me. I like to get some tough fights, you know, and go past the first round if I can. Oh, you're uh, such a liar. You don't want to go past the first round. I know, <laughs> but if I have to, I will. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that, but uh, don't say I've like been, that. I've been one you, time. Uh, when you're an amateur. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But, I mean, Jeremy Myers is tough. I, I plan on – I've been training a lot. I mean, I know that, that his plan is exactly – He. I don't know if he thinks he's going to be able to knock me out in the first or he thinks he's going to drag me out, but I know one thing. I've seen him, and he's. I'm going to whoop him like a baby if it goes to the third or the second. I feel like it's going to It's going to be worse on his part. So he better hope uh, he can knock me out in the first or submit me in the first or whatever he's going to do in the first round because, I mean, you know, I'm sure that – I haven't been in the first yet and, or out of the first and – but he's got another thing coming because I train my ass off all the time. You know, my endurance I feel like is a important thing in my game. Just like, you know, my brothers, you know, they they've went, you know, a lot. They've been training five five minute round fights, championship fights, and we do the same stuff and train really hard. And 
Um, that's why I'm kind of excited. If Jeremy Myers is a tough game opponent and he goes to the second or even the third, I really wouldn't mind, really. I mean, like I said, the faster the better, but I just think it'll get easier and easier the longer I go. I, I can go three, five-minute rounds without getting tired. I'm not worried about that. You know, I think he is. I'm not going to let his little karate kicks kick me, you know? Hmm. I think, uh, if Juan's not lying to me, the boss is on the phone. Is it Bruce? Is that you? I've been listening in a little bit. I couldn't find it on the computer, so I had to listen in on the phone. What? So, obviously, Isaiah missed out on a, on an earlier opportunity uh, for a fight this year for reasons that are kind of beyond all of us. But with a win Saturday, he's six and zero. You know all about this business. You you have uh, you've been raising fighters, successful fighters. Uh, their whole adult life. What's what's a win for him mean, and what's a win for Mitchell mean? Because I know you're you're pretty close with him as well. Well, just hope we get some good calls with some tough fights and some good. And we've had a few good calls here lately, but uh, when the money gets right, we're ready to head out. And, and I know Isaiah's ready. Like I said, like he said, he's been training fifteen, twenty minute fights. It ain't he ain't been training for a one minute fight. So I mean any time a good phone call comes with some good money, we're gonna jump in the car, jump on a plane and uh he's heading out. Uh Mitchell, uh I hope he sticks around and, and sticks to his game. Hopefully the thing listens a little bit to everybody and uh you know, you get in the you get in the cage, sometimes you tend to uh, focus on uh, yourself a little bit, just uh Keep an open mind, listen to your cornerman, and uh, go for it, you know. I love them both to death. Let me, uh, I want to tell a story about BJ's fight. Uh, sitting cage side, doing my thing. I believe it's the end of the, maybe it's the second round, first or second round. Of course, if you've ever been to a show where the Fergusons are at, it's, uh, it's wild. The referee goes in and I thought he stopped the fight. I didn't hear the 10 seconds. I didn't hear the end of the round. I feel a wave of people pushing on my back, screaming, yelling, about to jump in the cage. Uh, that was probably one of the craziest things I've I've been a part of in a while. The whole Ferguson crew was ready to uh, to try to get a hold of Les Stapleton. What did you what, did you think the fight was over when you saw it, Bruce? No. <laughs> Did. I mean, I heard the I heard the buzzer. I knew what he was trying to stop him for. I I, I sure as God hope he wasn't trying to stop the fight over the little smacking that he was taking. Because if he had us, uh, I'm sure there would have probably been two or three hundred people to carry him out the door and swing his ass out in the parking lot, you know. But that's beside the point. Because uh, you know he wasn't he wasn't hurt. He's still defending himself and. I mean, I was telling him what it was, and everybody else thought that he was stopping the fight. Uh, yeah, uh, let me intervene a little bit. Uh, I had a little bit of respect for Derek Bird after I whooped his ass, but uh, <laughs> after that fight, he really, he really showed a lot. Of, like that, except the story you're talking about, uh, he, he should have known that the fight was, you know, it was. I knew that Bell. I was like, I'm about to ready to go in. You know, I was ready to go in for the round, and he's still trying to punch and get wild and like. The ref even told us that he kicked him, and he was kind of shocked that he kicked him, trying to get just like saying, "We're like, dude, we knew he was being a douchebag," you know. Wow. So we were pretty mad, and his 
and about that, there was some controversy over his brother, like, thinking that the decision was wrong. And we were like, what fight were you watching, dude? Because I seen Derek Berg get his ass beat for 35 and around. <laughs> that, that was a great fight, though. Uh, I thought what, what everybody else thought, that BJ would try to take that to the ground. Uh, it didn't happen. He, he beat Derek Berg in his own game. Uh, and it was like a different BJ Ferguson that I saw, you know, I mean, I knew the striking was there, but I thought he would maybe try to rely more on his jujitsu, but no, he, uh, he stood there in the pocket and threw bombs. Yeah, it was amazing. We, we knew that dude. we were like, watch the right hand, watch the right hand, stay out there, do what you're doing. Whoop that ass. You know, I told him, I, I went in the second round. I'm like, Hey, I don't want to tell you not to, you know, whoop the ass anymore, but, uh, you won. You just keep. Don't let him catch that right hand, and you got it, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, this weekend, back at the same place, Expo Five, Mitchell, Isaiah, Bruce, they'll all be there. Start to go. We move on to our next guest. Any shout outs? Thank yous? Anything you want to throw out there? Uh, pops, you got anything? Uh, I think all the fans. Get a, get a house full of people so we can make this place roar, you know. What about our sponsors, Pops? You got that. Figures, Crazy Girl Fightwear, Art and Soul Tattoos. They've been behind us for a long time now, so uh, I'd like to thank them. Thank Jesus Christ, because if it wasn't for him, we couldn't do none of it. Absolutely. Mitchell, what about you? Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to say thanks to, you know, the gyms I've been training at the past uh, couple of years and people getting me ready. Um, Derby City Mixed Martial Arts out on Dirt, uh, Dixie Highway. I thank them an awful lot. You know, they helped me get ready. Um, Area 502, it's a small and upcoming gym. Uh, good hard training. Welcome to be there. Um, uh, Real Fighters, Eric Craft, it's just an awesome mentality, good fighters gym. And most of all, I thank uh, Bruce Ferguson, senior. He's a... Uh, He's one of the people who brought me into this game and uh, put a lot of confidence to stow between me, and I feel like um, I probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him. I have a lot of thanks for the guy and a lot of respect for him. And also to my brothers, uh, Isaiah, BJ, and Josh. They've, uh, they've always been there. I want to thank them and thank Jesus Christ and all my family. And thank you for having us on the show. Man, I appreciate you taking the time out. Last but not least, little Isaiah. Yeah, I'm speechless. That's- they got everybody I was going to say. I can't even think of nobody. <laughs> no, I mean, I want to thank, you know, like I say, my dad, I want to thank him. He's, he's always supported me, my mom, everybody, my brothers, my sisters, everybody. You know, we all we do this as a family, and when I'm in there, I know they're watching me, and they're ready to, you know, support me all the way. I want to thank, you know, my girlfriend. She, I train every night, you know, so I'm gone every day training, working. She, she puts up with a lot, and I got raised this kid you know he's helped me a lot too so just my whole life i'm just thanking everything you know well guys i appreciate you all taking the time out i will see you all saturday until then take care and uh stay safe yeah thank right, you for having us homie. there thank you guys you. go bruce isaiah mitchell all hard rock mma 65 this weekend i'm excited it's uh Expo Five's a weird kind of place. Very uh very intimate. Alright, it's the top of the hour. We're gonna take a quick break. Come back, talk about IT fights, don't go anywhere. We will be back in just a second. Mm-hmm. 
Join us every Sunday morning from 9 until 10 for the Knockout Hour with Kelly Patrick and Carlo Kellum. We are the only show in the area that covers both boxing and MMA. The Knockout Hour is brought to you by Turf Wars, who brings you the finest professional and amateur MMA fighters from all across the country to you here in Kentucky. For more details on the next Turf Wars event, be sure to visit BluegrassMMA.com and tune in every Sunday morning to the Knockout Hour from 9 until 10. Intimidation Clothing has proven to be the biggest supporter of local MMA in the industry, sponsoring the top regional events across the globe. While other brands come and go, Intimidation is a brand that represents stability. With over 110 different styles of high-quality t-shirts, hats, hoodies, training gear, and more. Browse our premium quality merchandise at IntimidationClothing.com and use Radio 10 to save 10% off your order. When you think local MMA, think Intimidation Clothing. Nobody supports local MMA like Intimidation. Nobody. You are listening to the ProMMANow.com radio network. You're listening to the Ohio Valley's number one source for MMA. This is Bluegrass MMA Live. Now, once again, your hosts, Juan Valley and Gary Thomas. You could be anywhere in the world, but you've stuck around here with us, and we love you for that. As we take a look at this huge weekend upon us, we hope you get out there and support your local mixed martial artists. Thanks to all of our guests in the first hour, Adam Fritz, Christopher Begley, and his mom, Isaiah Ferguson, Mitchell Guzman, Bruce Ferguson. All you guys that tuned in to listen, all new hour, new show to talk about. IT Fights makes their Columbus debut this Saturday night. We want to welcome in Mr. Reggie Parks. Reggie, what's up, man? Good much. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. Uh, you took this fight on short notice. Was Was there any hesitation when uh, Aaron Garrett gave you the call? No, no hesitation at all. Um, you know, I got a, um, a pretty big offer not too long ago that I felt like I wasn't ready for. Um, so I I basically tried to recommit myself and told myself that I wanted to try to be at least two weeks out from my next fight, um, just in case I got a phone call. And, you know, here I am. Two weeks isn't much time. Uh, How do you keep yourself ready and prepared, uh, even when you don't have a fight on the horizon? Um, Well, you know, I never really stop training, you know. Um, It's just when I get that phone call and, you know, I'm asked to take a fight, uh, on two weeks' notice, um, I basically just hit the gym a little bit harder. So, you know, it's not like I'm not in the gym leading up to that point. You know, I'm always training. I'm always trying to do something. I'm always trying to um, stay active and just, you know, stay in the sport. Walk me through the emotion of what a draw is like for a fighter. Because in your last fight, you fought Kenny Booker. It went to a draw. How? Like, it's not... You don't get the satisfaction of winning. You don't get the disappointment of losing. But it's got to be different, right? It's definitely different, um, especially when um, you have your hand raised at the end of the fight. Um, and then several days later, you know, that it, um, you know the, the, the decision is actually overturned. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit disheartening, you know, to, to feel like you actually won the fight, you know. Um, I've actually um, asked Kenny Booker for a rematch, you know, but, you know, my thing is, you know, even if I if I lose a fight sometimes, I, I think that if I fight you hard enough, 
always say that, you know, when there's a draw, you may not want to fight me again anyway. So, you know, that held true. As you look at this fight coming up on Saturday, not much time to prepare. What goes into a shortened training camp? You know, I, like, do you get to focus much on your opponent? Do you just kind of sharpen things up that you're doing? How do you and your coaches go about getting ready for this? Um, I mean, there's always going to be um, – we always, we're always going to take time to develop a game plan, you know, um, take a look at the opponent, see what his, um, his, his shortcomings are, see what his strong points are as well, and to see what we can try to devise to try to, try to beat that guy that night, you know. Um, as far as, like, taking a fight at last minute, it's really not last minute because, you know, you never know in this sport who you're going to be fighting in any given point in time, you know. So it's, it's not a last minute type of thing, you know. You just got to be ready to go. Do you know much about your opponent, or does that even matter? Um, you know, I, I train with a lot of different different types of fighters, um, and I've trained with a lot of different ty- types of fighters over the years. So, I mean, I don't really think that there's going to be anything that I haven't seen, you know. You just have to be able to adjust. And, you know, if you go out there and you're feeling confident, if you're in shape, you know, if your cardio is where it needs to be, and if your skill is is, is, is is fine-tuned as it should be, if your timing is on and everything, then there's nothing to really worry about. You just go out there and, and you believe in yourself and, you know, you do the best you can. This is your, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, your first fight with uh, the IT Fight Series. How's your experience been with those guys so far? With IT, um, so far it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, I... I know quite a few of those guys um, from before this event even um, got put into to action. So, you know, and I thought they were pretty good guys. So, so far it's been pretty good. Not looking past this fight, but as a guy who's, who stays ready, stays in the gym, what what's on the horizon for you in, in 2014? How active do you want to be? How many fights would you like to have? What do you see for yourself this year? Um, I mean, I'm getting up there in age. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you that. So, for me, I'm trying to get in as many fights as I possibly can, you know. Uh, my shelf life may be a little bit shorter than some of the younger fighters, but, you know, um, if I can get a good offer, then I'm going to take it, you know. You know, I, I had a couple people, you know, and people are still going to say, you know, that I'm on ball time, but, you know, I've, I've fought some of the best out there, and, you know, my time is not bald. You know, my time is earned. So I'm ready to just go out there and and, and seek the best fights that I can to, to try to advance myself and move forward in this in this, um, this sport. What's the biggest difference between Reggie Parks when you made your uh, amateur debut back in 2008 and Reggie Parks 2014? In 2008, you know, I went out there um I went out there and I just, I was, I was, it was all about raw talent in 2008. Now it's really about um, me, me displaying a more polished fighter nowadays, you know, a smarter fighter and a little bit more technical fighter, you know. Um, so now I, I think that me going out there, I've matured. So, you know, where some people may not have, you know, and 
I think that's one thing that may set me apart um, from some of the younger fighters, you know, or even some of the older fighters who have been in this game. I've, I've taken the time, with some time off from the sport um, to actually try to fine-tune some of my skills. So you you allude to the fact you're a little older than everybody. Uh, what 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 do you bring to the gym? Obviously, you have uh, more life experience. Uh, you know, you're the, a professional fighter. What what's kind of your give back to the people you train with? You know what? Um, those guys that I train with, that's family. You know, and for me, it, it, I want to just give back. You know, a little bit of, of, of leadership. You know, just letting those guys know about about this sport, you know, because I've seen most that it has to offer, you know, um, just leadership, guidance, and that's pretty much it. You know, being out there, if I can be a vocal leader, then I will be. If, even if it's not being vocal, you know, you, you will be able to, to hopefully be motivated at least by my work ethic and, and how I try to train. Is it harder as you get older, because you know, I'm just a couple years behind you, and I don't feel like I recover as well, uh, you know, just from the simplest things. Have you had to adjust how you train as, as your body has changed? Not at all. You know, um, I'm a personal trainer, you know. Um, I was a professional athlete before this sport, and, you know, I really never stopped um, working or training, you know. So for me, I mean, even if, even if um, my skills are starting to diminish a little bit, I don't know because I haven't stopped, you know. So <laughs> um, I really don't see a difference, you know. I still train hard. I train as hard as I possibly can. And at the end of the day, I know I've given it my, I've given it my all. Personal trainer, you stay in the gym. What do you do on your free time? How do you relax? How do I relax? That's a good question. Um, you know, I like to eat. I'm not going to lie. I like to eat. I like to watch TV. You know, I like sporting events. Um, anything just, just a little bit different, you know. So, I mean, it, it just changes with the day, you know, with the time. That's all. The big fight's coming up this Saturday in Columbus. Reggie, thank you so much for taking the time out. Took the fight on short notice. Getting ready to go uh, before... We bid you farewell. I want to give you a chance to give a shout-out to any sponsors, any training partners, any anybody listening. Uh, the floor is all yours, my man. I'd like to um, give a shout-out to all of my teammates at the Ronan Training Center, all the guys that will be fighting this weekend, all the guys that have helped me get ready for this fight, um, all the guys that are going to be in my corner. I'd like to give a shout-out to my girlfriend who's helped me out a lot um, in preparing for this fight. I'd like to um, also give a shout-out to all of the people that I work with every day, you know, for being able to put up with me and being understanding of um, this journey that I'm about to take. Um, also, you know, I'd like to give a shout-out to my kids, who I'm always going to um, give a shout-out to, you know, just because they understand what I'm, what I'm doing right now, and they have to put up with this as well. Well, man, we wish you nothing but the best. We will be there Saturday night in Columbus, Ohio. It'll be Reggie Parks versus Eric Attard in the main event of IT Fight Series. Until then, Reggie, take care, my man. We'll see you Saturday. All right, guys. Take it easy. There you guys go. Reggie Parks, main event.
this Saturday night. IT Fights doing it up big in Columbus for the first time. So, you uh, Buckeye fans that love your MMA, get out, support local MMA. Check out IT Fight Series. The whole fight card is posted on Bluegrass MMA. We got you covered. Don't worry about it. Our next guest is going to be in the co-main event. He comes from Indiana all the way to Columbus, Ohio. He is Mr. Trey Cole. Trey, what's up, man? How's it going, sir? It's going well. How in the world did you are you going from uh, Indiana to the beautiful city of Columbus, Ohio, for this fight? How did this come about? Um, just looking on Facebook for fights, uh, seeing where they needed a 155er, and I'm at a 170, and I said I'd take it. You found the beautiful Aaron Garrett. How's your dealings with him been? Uh, phenomenal. He's helped take care of me. He's been one of the better matchmakers that has came around and helped me to find a fight. So You have been busy already this year. This will be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, your fourth fight of 2014. It will be your second professional fight. Do you like that pace? Uh, yeah, like back before it was sanctioned, that's how I trained. Like I just would fight every weekend. I mean, what better way to get ready for a fight than to step in the cage and fight. So you, you have a, officially on your record, you have a ton of amateur fights. Do you, do you have more than what's listed? Yeah. Um, I was 16 and six before sanctioning sanctioning came in and I'm seven and six sanctioned. So I'm close to 40 amateur fights. Damn, son. That's crazy. You started young. I mean, you're still young. Eh, yeah, I mean, I'm up there a little bit to where I would like to be farther along than what I am, but I didn't realize how easy it was to get into the sport as far as getting my start. So I started a lot later than I wanted to, but... What's it like for a guy that's fighting pretty much every weekend? I mean, does that obviously there's the thrill of it, but I, I assume that you stayed pretty injury free throughout your career. Um, the worst thing I did was I've dislocated my ulna, which is one of the bones in the forearm of your arm. Uh, I was supposed to fight at 55 that night. The guy I was supposed to fight didn't show. He would no showed me. That would have been the third time. And I was fighting for a promotion here locally. I weighed in a guy that didn't make weight, but I also knew the other guy that he was fighting wasn't going to make weight and they were going to pass the scales. So I, the fight, and I mean, he weighed in at 180 and was cutting from 200. So the next night when we actually fought, I'm sure he was close to 200 pounds, but his guy didn't show up. So I said I'd fight him. Wow. So now that uh, now that you've become a professional, how have things changed for you? Um, I mean, it really hasn't. Like, I love this sport, um, but that's, I guess, what kills me the most about it is most of my fights, I, you know, it's just me walking in off the street. Like, I mean, I've trained here and there, but as far as being a part of, you know, a gym and training on a daily basis for months on end, 
I just, I've never had that opportunity. I've got two kids at home that live with me and then a kid that I pay support on and with, you know, trying to be a father to my kids and hold a job. It just, it's hard to find a gym that I can go to and work at. How have you been getting ready for this fight? Um, there's a local gym here in town I've been going to. Um, I was a personal trainer at Anytime Fitness up until a couple weeks ago to where, like, that's what I have a lot of my clients do as far as workouts is I'll just I'll put my headgear mouthpiece in and let them throw punches at me, and it helps me to work my head movement and parrying. Awesome. What do you know about your opponent? He's kind of a big deal. Uh, at least fan favorite wise there in uh in Columbus. What do you know about uh about him and what do you expect out of this fight? Um, I really don't know that much about him other than, you know, he is pretty popular there where he's at. Um he's got a few fights on YouTube that I've watched and I wasn't impressed, not with him, but just his opponents he's had that he's fought. You know, I know that he's a Taekwondo guy, and one of the guys that I spar with is a Taekwondo instructor, and I know they're really good if you give them their distance. They're just really good at being long and maintaining that distance, but every fight I've seen with Chico, not taken away from him, it may just be that he's back. didn't seem like the guys really tried to pressure him. They were all happy to be, you know, back against the cage where I'm curious to see what it's like when he gets back against the cage and doesn't isn't in the center of the cage and able to utilize that reach. That's a pretty good assessment. Uh, not looking past this fight, uh, you know, you're making a trip to Columbus, but like I said, this your this will be your fourth fight. How many fights would you like to have this year? You know, what's you know, in a perfect world, how do you finish out 2014? We're about halfway through now. I mean. I don't know because it's harder for me because I don't have a management. Like, I don't have a manager or management. I do it all myself as far as getting on Facebook and trying to find fights and that sort of thing. But, I mean, ideally for me, I would like to fight minimal twice a month, you know, barring that I don't get hurt and that sort of thing. Wow. Twice a month? Dang! I just I love this sport. Fights right. Obviously, you're. Uh... No, go ahead, man. What, sir? I just I've wrestled since I was four years old, and I was like twenty. Well, six years ago. So yeah, I was twenty-one. My mom's boyfriend put on a show here in Newcastle, asked me to fight in it, and I thought, yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I just I fell in love with it. And I'd fight every weekend if I could, but I know the sanctioning won't let that happen, but I think I could get away with fighting every other weekend. And it seems like it probably doesn't matter, right? Uh, I mean, you're going from uh, Indiana to Columbus. What part of Indiana are you in? Uh, I'm pretty much central Indiana. Like, I'm a half hour east of Indianapolis on I-70. Gotcha. But you're willing to – you'll go wherever the fight takes, right? I mean – Ohio, Kentucky, Illinois, just you're open to whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've got offers to go down to the Caribbean and fight before I was actually supposed to make my pro debut a couple years ago for a Caribbean Ultimate Fist Fighting, and they had a major sponsor or something back out and canceled the event, so I didn't end up getting the honor to go down there and fight. But, I mean, anywhere that, you know, they'll help me to get there, I'll fight there. Uh, 
worst case scenario, I'm going to get beat up. It won't be the first time. It won't be the last. Well, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to join us. The fight is this Saturday. When are you heading up to Columbus? Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from Aaron uh, as far as if I can just wait and weigh in uh, Saturday because generally I fight at 55 or 45 to where I'm walking around at like 168 and a half, 169. So the weight cut, you know, there isn't a weight cut for me to where I'm trying to get it to where I can just come Saturday and weigh in so that I can work Friday because I got a job bouncing and I won't be able to go to work Friday night if I go to Columbus and weigh in. It's a bit of a drive. Gotcha. Well, man, wish you safe travels. Uh, co-main event this Saturday night. Before I let you go, any shout-outs or thank yous or anything you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, I want to thank my uh, sponsor, OT's Remix. Uh, it's a nightclub in Connorsville, Indiana. And then just IT Fight Series for giving me the chance and come out there and fight. And Chico for, you know, being my opponent, win, lose, or draw. I've got nothing but the utmost respect for him. I mean, it takes a lot of heart to get in the cage and I heard his interview last week as far as having kids and stuff and I just I know how that struggle is so I just want to give a shout out to him and my family absolutely man if we're looking for you on the internet where can we find you um you can find me on Facebook uh just Trey Cole I believe it's a picture of me and my son if not it's a fight picture of me Awesome, man. Well, I wish you nothing but the safest in travels. Best of luck this Saturday night in Columbus, Ohio. IT Fight Series in Columbus. Co-main event, Chico Bays, Trey Cole. Trey, take care, my man. We'll uh, we'll be there, and we'll see you on Saturday. Thank you very much, sir. There you guys go. Trey Cole heading up to Columbus, Ohio. That's how it goes down. IT Fights. We're going to break down the whole card from the man that knows the most about it, Aaron Garrett. He's going to join us uh, in about 30 minutes. He, Him and Juan are in like, the private screening area in our switchboard. They're talking right now. They can't hear me talk about them. I think they have a crush on each other. I'm not really sure. Probably so. We're going to switch things up uh, in just a few minutes. Mr. I think it's George Medina. I'm going to go with George. He's heading to V3. Let's see. V3 fights next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Dang, this month's going by fast. Next weekend in Memphis. Uh, we'll have more on that event closer to the time it goes down. Big shout out to Rob Gowan for hooking us up the last couple of weeks with some of the awesome guys from uh, from V3. It's uh, a huge event down there in Memphis. It's going to be live on internet pay-per-view through Ustream. I think uh, you know the tickets are flying off the shelves. It's definitely one of the events that we want to get to before 2014 is out. That's one of our bucket list promotions. Um, Mr. Medina is 
I think. We'll see. One of his fights is listed as an exhibition. So we'll find out. Uh, but he is... Let's see... He's got some fans who've uh, posted on some of these comments, so. Awkward silence. When we have this awkward silence, sometimes I just like to... You know, play a little Jeopardy. All right, here we go. V3 fights next Saturday in Memphis, Tennessee. He's with us right now. George Medina, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Nah, no problem, no problem. Uh, actually, it's my first time ever being on radio, so this is kind of like um, I'm stoked about it also. Rod Galvin was was stoked to get you on the show. How, what's it like working with with the guys at V3? I know Rod likes to get uh, the media stuff out there, likes to get you guys interviews. We've talked with a lot of people on the card. Uh, what's your experience been like? Because I know you fought there before. What's it like? Right. Um, let's see. Uh, I compared to all the other venues, like five venues that I've ever gone to, five promoters, and I've uh, seen other fighters at different types and different states. I'd have to say V3 is uh, they're organized. I know what they're doing. It's all. It's uh, set up properly, you know what I mean? It's the itinerary that they have. It's all in order. So, yeah, I like it. It's or, It's good. I mean, you have fun, and then it actually looks like some, like like they know what they're doing over there, you know what I mean, as far as uh, uh, coordinating everything, you know, you know what I mean, and ha- actually having good fighters, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's uh, some action. Now, you're in Nashville, right? Yes, I, I live here. What's uh, what's it like down there? At, at are you still at Nashville MMA with Sean? Yes, I, that's where I train. That's my fight camp. That's where I train at. That's where I started, and uh, that's where I'm. I'm pretty much going to stay. I've seen Sean corner guys, and he's one of those guys that I feel like he's kind of quiet, but he right. like he's just talking to you. You know, you, there's that connection. What's it like having him in your corner, and what's it like in the gym with all those guys? Uh, with all the guys that are at our gym, um, there's there's so many different uh, styles, you know what I mean? So different uh, different uh, variety of training partners. Uh, so yeah, I mean you get worked good. As far as Sean being in your corner, since I've been with him for so long, I know his voice. You know what I mean? So I know exactly when he says something, what he uh, what to do, and what he means by you know how to do it. You know what I mean? Um, that's, uh, he knows, uh, exactly. He's my grappling coach, my jujitsu coach, you know what I mean? Uh, he knows how I move and I, I know his voice, even in the fights, I can hear him, you know what I mean? Over all the noise and all that stuff, I can always hear my coaches. I always have a good ear out for them. And, uh, tell you the truth, man, uh, there's just so knowledgeable, you know what I mean? Sean, he knows what he's doing as far as grappling and Lance. Um, man, I mean, he's, He's, he's the striker right there. I mean, don't get it twisted, Lance. Uh, he's got some tricks up his sleeve as far as uh, submissions also. So uh, 
what it's like. It's a great learning experience. I feel confident in uh, what they're teaching me. They have, they're confident in uh, me winning, and uh, that's the plan. Just uh, don't lose, you know what I mean? So, like, let's go back, like, seven years. Would you, okay. would you think that you're going to be a professional fighter then? No. No, I had no idea, really. I didn't think that... Uh, I had that much athleticism in me, and uh, and you know, um, actually, I was uh, up to no good seven years ago. Up to no good, and um, I had no idea. It was always a dream as a child, you know what I mean, as a youngin'. Um, but I really never thought, oh yeah, it's gonna happen. Things like that really don't happen, you know what I mean? But I had no idea, no clue, and. And now on the 21st, it's official, like a referee whistle, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's been it's been quite a journey for you. You know, your life's changed. Oh, yeah. you've, yep. uh, you've put so much time in this work. And I, and I read what Rod wrote about you. He talks about how, you know, the, you've kind of worked jobs to be able to train. You went undefeated as an amateur. This has been quite the evolution of Mr. Medina, hasn't it? It has. That's a that's a true story right there. I mean, because not every job will allow you to uh, cut early or pick certain days that you want to work. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's bad for production or whatever the case, whatever job you're working. You know what I mean? And uh, who's going to want that? So they'll fire you. So it's just uh, job popping over the bar, or bouncing. You know what I mean? At clubs, um, just labor jobs, landscaping, carpet, vinyl, it's the hard stuff. Any type of labor job that nobody wants to do, you know what I mean? Irrigation, oh, my God. It's just uh, weed eating all day in this Tennessee heat over here because Tennessee is nothing but a big old ranch, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of weed. There's a lot of weed eating to be done, partner. <laughs> my good no, friend Jeff Hobbs, did you see him much down there, Jim? Oh, I, actually, I know him. He's he's my buddy. Yeah, he he he's a good family friend. He's a good person, man. Yeah, I love Jeff Hobbs. He's my I call him my Tennessee insider. He lets me know everything's yeah, going on down there. Man. I love that guy, man. He's that's a character right there. He's a stand-up <laughs> man right there. You know, being around the guys at uh, at Nashville MMA, you know, Luke Sanders, so many of the guys that have come through there and been successful. What's the biggest thing that's rubbed off on you? training with some of those guys? Actually, um, their intensity, Luke Sanders, John Salter, Dustin Ortiz, those are some of the guys uh, that, you know, I've, uh, I've trained with, I've rolled with, uh, I've gotten beat up by, you know what I mean, uh, uh, we drill with, and uh, actually their their intensity and their seriousness and their professionalism as as far as training, you know what I mean? They take it seriously. A lot of there's a lot of people really don't, but those people right there, they do. They don't mess around when it comes to training. They now don't half-ass it. It's hundred percent there. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, that's what that's what uh, has rubbed off on me from from or, or you know what I mean? That's what I get from them. You made that uh, terrific run through your amateur career. You had the big, uh, the big win over Adam Nash. I think that everybody kind of from V3 remembers you as. What's the what's the biggest difference, if any, now that you you kind of put that aside, you reset, you're back to O and O, and you're fighting this guy who's uh, in Michael Richards. who's had a, uh, pro fights, I think. I think he's doing two. 
Yes, I, I, I believe he is two and two. Uh, so your question is, what is the difference? Yeah, like what's the difference in your training? Is there a difference now that you're a pro than when you're an amateur? Obviously, you've, you've rolled with the pros, so you're right there hanging with them in the gym. But has anything changed for you now? Uh, anything extra at the gym? Anything extra that you're trying to do? The intensity has actually increased a lot more. I could tell that the coaches are working me three times harder, you know, than as an amateur, as Amy. Um, let's see. Uh, actually, the dieting I'm taking a lot more serious. Why? Because I got I'm dropping a weight class. You know what I mean. So the dieting I've taken a lot more seriously, and I've noticed that uh, my water intake has increased a lot, man. I'm up to like two gallons of water a day, so that's really something new and different for me. So everything that I've I was doing, you know, being undefeated in the cage as an army has just uh, increased. You know what I mean? It's uh, just more more harder, more serious, more, you know, precise. When you sit down and, and talk with... Say again? I'm sorry. I was going to say, when you sit down and you talk with Sean and the crew about going professional and kind of your career, not looking past uh, next Saturday at all, but how do, you, how do you see it playing out in your head? How do you see that map to success uh, going for you? I think that Sean uh, uh, will point me in the right direction. I, I think I, I, I have confidence. I'm confident in, in, in that team, you know, in that gym, and uh, they believe in me, so I'm pretty sure they will steer me the, the, in the right direction, you know what I mean? He's already uh, talked to me about uh, Chan or some, or someone in V3 for helping me to, to manage, you know, to manage me or whatnot, and uh, and. Everything seems like it's falling in place, especially after five years of just busting my ass in Tennessee. And how do I see it happening? If God, if God thinks I'm ready, then it'll happen. And you know what I mean. You just gotta have faith. And uh, like I told you before, I just can't lose. <laughs> Don't lose. <laughs> That's something that you know nothing about in mixed martial arts. Tell me, tell me what you do for fun. How do you relax and decompress after you know training and uh, you know, if you get a day off, what what is it that you do to spend your time? Um, let's see. I like going to the YMCA a lot. You know what I mean? Um, over here in uh, Maryland Farms, they uh, in Brentwood area. It's a real nice area. Of huge facility. They got a you know uh, swimming pool, Olympic size swimming pool in the back. You know what I mean? Laying out, chilling like that. Um, downtown Nashville, there's always something happening. You know, on Broadway, on Demumbrium. Uh, a lot of my uh, other buddies that I train with, coaches and uh, diff- uh, and other pro fighters, they bounce, you know, at different clubs. So of course, there's always something popping. I know someone at every other club down downtown. So that's something I do. Also, I go down to Atlanta a lot. You know, I have a handful of family down there in uh, Marietta, so I go I go down there a lot. So that's pretty much what I do. And if not, I'm uh, either working or at home sleeping. And that's pretty much my life. It's work, train, or Whenever I can squeeze in a downtown, you know what I mean, for, for R&R, then I can. And if not, it's work, training, and home to sleep. <laughs> Man. It's very simple. It's a different way of life down here in Tennessee. I've been to uh, to the XFC events there, one that you fought on uh, in Nashville. It's uh, downtown Nashville, man. It's uh, You, you can different. meet somebody from just about every state in the country. And the right, world, yeah, it's, uh, it's very international. This is a 
this music city over here, partner. <laughs> Don't forget your cowboy boots. <laughs> so, with that being said, right? You, you get you get out there and karaoke any? I mean, you you work in no, shop? No, I don't do that. I don't know. I can't do none of that stuff, man. I'm uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not programmed for that. I just like watching and enjoying the environment. Oh man! Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time out to do this. Uh, you know, you come from a great stock down there. All those guys, I got so much respect for National MMA, uh, and it seems like everybody's doing big things. So that's a positive sign. You know, you're you're right there where you right. need to be on track. Huge fight coming up next Saturday. Before I let you go, I want right. to give a chance for you to give out any shout outs, any thank yous. Uh, you know, anything you want to say to the listeners out there. Um. Thanks for the support, everybody watching, uh, um, you know, MMA fights and uh, V3 and all that stuff. And um, um, thanks for Sean Hammond and, and Lance Patrick, you know, and the, um, and my um, sparring partners down there in Nashville MMA and um, family down in Georgia. Everybody knows who, who, who they are. I love you guys. Girlfriend down there, Jenny, I love you too. And uh, just, uh, I guess, I thank God for everything I have, you know. And that's pretty much it, partner. Well, man, like I said, thank you for doing this. The fight is next Saturday night, V3. If you can't make it out to Memphis, you can watch it live on Internet pay-per-view through Ustream. We'll have more on George's fight as well as uh, the whole card next week on BluegrassMMA.com. Until then, George, take care, my man. Uh, Stay safe and be careful heading to Memphis. All right. Take care, buddy. There you go. George Medina making his professional debut uh, if you go to v3fights.com, you can find the story on George, uh, and it's a good story. I mean, those these are the kind of stories that I like. I like those life-changing stories. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things, man. It's a good guy. He fought our next guest who's joined us. We, we talked to him a couple weeks ago. Uh, his fight is next week, so we want to take the time out. We told him we would do it. Uh, so we're setting things up. Game Changer Clothing has prepared a signature design for Adam Grizzly Nash. GameChanger.com. You can check out all their awesome work there. They've got some slick designs. But the shirt we want you to look at is the red Game Changer Grizzly shirt. Every penny uh, of profit from these shirts go to the Shriners Hospital. That's a charity that's close to Adam Nash's heart. Adam Nash returns to the program to help. Adam, what's up, man? Uh, I just got I got told by whoever connected me. Apparently, ironing shirts isn't a isn't an MMA fighter's curriculum. But I mean, sometimes <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Is that what you're doing, ironing shirts? I mean, I was, you know, it's, it's, it's part of my life. You know, the struggle is real. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay, stay fresh and clean with them clean press shirts. I gotta ask, I saw the video you posted today, uh, you know, kind of promoting this tonight and your beard was on point. Do you put anything in your beard? You use any product? No, that's, that's, that's pure Jesus juice, man. I'm blessed, blessed by the good Lord above to have just a, a beard that's a shapeshifter when I need to 
to let it be free. It likes to express itself, but if I got a professional event I need to go to, it'll it knows how to kind of blend in with the crowd. So we told you last time you were here. Uh, we talked about the fight, and it's right here, man. It's next next Saturday, Memphis, yeah. Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get to giving it away, has anything changed? House camp? Uh, you feeling right where you need to be a week out? Yeah, camp's going great. Uh, you know, still still training with wild animals to prepare for this. Uh, I've gone through three sparring partner bears. I've got rid of all of them. Uh, trading them back for new ones. Uh, doing pretty good with that. I've been uh, running sprints next to cheetahs. They come in a close second, but you know, I mean, they're they're doing the best they can. So, I mean, camp feels great. You know, I'm ready, ready for it to to finally be here. It's been such a long lead up of knowing for so many months and months and months that you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight, and then. Now it seems like, holy crap, you wake up and uh, I'll be leaving for Memphis a week from, in nine days, I'll be heading to Memphis. So um, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Would you rather have like that, that long notice, you know, eight, ten weeks, whatever it may be, or would you rather have like a month or three weeks? Uh, I mean, I've taken a fight on 24 hours notice and I've taken a fight... <laughs> Uh, this fight, I had about four months for it. Um, really, either way, I just like to fight. So it's kind of, uh, I don't really care. It's nice to have a camp to prepare for someone, uh, you know, like Jaleel, that's, that's uh, you know, a monster and a killer and an unbeatable, unstoppable machine, you know, so you obviously want to be ready for it. Uh, but the 24-hour notice fight, I mean, hell, that was awesome. It was, I was literally having lunch with a family and got a phone call. I was planning to go and uh, corner some teammates the next night. Somebody backed out of a fight at a higher weight class than I normally fight, but luckily I had been pleasantly plump at the moment and was uh, <laughs> was ready to, to do it. So that was fun, too. It was uh, completely stress-free and uh, you know, it was it was fun. So really, either way, it's always nice to have a, a camp to prepare. But in the same sense, I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty fun just to take a fight on a day and and just go in there and give it hell. So that was a a good experience too. So really, both are are pretty fun. I'm too impatient. I feel like see, there's a lot less a lot less dieting when you take a 24 hour notice fight too. <laughs> so I was able to maintain my weight pretty good for that one whereas this one has been you know a four month draw out i've posted pictures on my uh you know facebook fan page uh of uh where i was at when i actually accepted the fight which was uh borderline biggest loser um and now i'm you know i'm well within range of making weight easily just like i have been before so it's nice, but at the same time, you know, I just like to fight. So I'd rather be able to eat cheeseburgers and do it, but uh, apparently that's not the route that you should go when uh, preparing to fight someone of the caliber of Jaleel. He's a funny guy. I'm sure you heard heard our interview. He, uh, I don't know how serious I could take him. He's, he's very, he's much like yourself, he's a jokester. 
I think Jaleel Willis is an awesome guy. I think he's uh uh I think he's his nickname's very fitting, he's very real, he's himself all the time. Uh, you know, people misunderstand some of the things as I said as as being personally insulting to Jaleel. But in my mind, it's kind of a, it was more complimenting that I want to fight him because of the fact of, of how he carries himself, his reputation for fighting. I, I've never wanted an easy fight in my life. If I wanted that, I'd just keep picking fights in bars, you know. If you're going to take the time to do, like we just discussed, a, a long camp where you have to diet and you have to train your ass off why wouldn't you want to fight the best person you could what what do you get out of going and fighting a can you get nothing so you know some people have mistaken the things i've said as being insulting they're nothing further from the point i i look forward to it i i embrace the fact that he is completely legit and that is what motivates me otherwise i'd still be eating cheetos on the couch right now i got other stuff i could be doing but I, I don't want to. I think I think he's hilarious. I've heard a bunch of the stuff that he's done, and he's always himself. So you got to appreciate that in somebody. For sure. <clears throat> Things could always be worse, man. You could still be in Ohio. Yeah, you could always <laughs> still be there. I hear there's all kinds of stuff going on up there, but I guess I'll just stay down here in this terrible 80-degree bright and sunny weather. It's really hard to drive down the beach every day, but... I mean, somebody's got to do it, so I guess it might as well be me. Well, we've come to the moment of truth here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got these two awesome shirts that two people are going to get. Uh, Best looking shirts ever. We've got 11 entries, which, to be honest, is more than I expected. Well, I mean... We we find it hard to give free shit away. It's like people just want you to give it to them. They don't want any effort to actually like say, "Hey, I want this," or call in or anything like that. So, but yeah, I've I've run contests. I'm very aware of how hard it is to get people to accept free things for very little effort. But uh, you know, when you're gonna put something like this shirt out there, you're gonna bring them out of the woodwork. All eleven of them. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a ten year old boy call in from here in Kentucky who wants one. He wins. Give him one. I don't care who else you pick. Give the 10-year-old one. He gets it. Uh, well, we right will. there. All right. Well, there's one. So we're, I'm going to – hold on. I, I've got these all – got everybody's name written down here. So okay. I'm stretch. So Chris Begley from Richmond, mm-hmm. Kentucky, who uh, is an aspiring mixed martial artist himself, or I guess he's just a martial artist now. He's not fought yet. Okay. We'll hook him up. So now you've got uh, number one through ten – Okay. I got to pick a number? You just got to pick a number, man. It's a random. 23. I get it. It's 20, no, 23, don't work. No. 20, I mean, I could just pick a name here. If, if Seven. We're going with seven. Number seven. Whatever. One through ten, I'm going seven. Seven, a little bit over the top. It goes to Derek Nelson. Do you know Derek? Derek Nelson, I do. He works with my dad back home. I know him. Oh, he's hey, a Buckeye? I know that guy. He is. He's actually, see, when you call me a Buckeye, it neither offends or anything to me because I don't really care. I just take pride that I'm from Ohio. He is a Buckeye. You you just gave a shirt to a diehard Ohio State fan. And it's their colors, too. Yeah, of course it is. 
I mean, look at the shirt. There's an O on the hat. That's 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 mine. Wait, that's what I wear. That is an look O on it. the hat. I hope I hope you have one on and you didn't realize that, and now you've just it's kind of like boom, mind blown. I thought maybe it was for Oregon. I'm I'm not sure. I thought. No, there's I, no duck. I didn't know it was an O. Poisonous, well, man. poisonous nuts is the only thing we do. Deadly <laughs> poisonous nuts. <laughs> that sums up Buckeyes <laughs> quite nicely. So, Chris Begley, uh, who is in a – wish we got the size here. Oh, yeah. We've got a youth large. Good there. Mm-hmm. And then we will, con- we will contact Derek, get his sizes, get those out. Uh, how's the response been, man? I know you're doing this for charity. Uh, Game Changers, they've got – I'm looking at their store right now. I've just clicked off your shirt. And they're supporting MMA hardcore. I see uh, Cody Field, who's on the car with you. He's got a shirt right next to yours. Jaleel Willis. It is? They have ours right next to each other? Right next to each other. His is like – looks have more the shirt, like a Are the shirts fighting each other, though? Like, is the picture, my picture on top of his picture at all? Man, this is no offense to Jaleel Willis or Game Changer Clothing, but yours is way cooler. His just says Memphis on it, and on his on the back it says J. Willis. It's like a jersey almost. Well, I mean, he he loves Memphis. He's very proud of where he's from. I'm very proud of my beard, so I made sure that all those that enjoy beards and me can enjoy both at the same time. Oh, uh, well, man, that's awesome. We will get these orders out. So, uh, will, you know, will Derek be coming to your fight? Uh, I'm not sure. He may be. He came to my fight in Nashville. Um, they might. If not, I know they'll definitely be watching it online on the Ustream. Um, so that's great that he'll be getting one. That's awesome. I'm sure I'll be getting a call from my dad if he can figure out how to work his iPhone. <laughs> so yeah, so these are in pre-order. If we order them, is I mean, do they have? Or is there some in stock? There are you know some of? in stock. Um, what's going on with the order right now is we uh, took the first batch. The response was great. I got everybody's orders in. Um, we just got them actually in about a week or two ago. But uh, speaking with uh, Game Changer, that they do still have some in stock. That uh, uh, as far as these shirts go, we'll definitely I'll uh, contact them to make sure that they are uh, produced if they're not already in stock as quickly as possible to get to everybody. Uh, you know, keep ordering them. Everybody keep getting them because they'll, uh, you know, they benefit a great cause. Um, and you get a kick-ass shirt out of it. Everybody that's got one has been really, really impressed uh, with the quality of the shirt uh, itself and, and the way it turned out. They turned out better than I could have ever imagined. They've uh, Game Changer Clothing. Like I said, GameChanger.StoreEnvy.com is where you can go. Uh, since you didn't win, I apologize, but go pick up Adam's shirt. Uh, it's there, mm-hmm. and they've got – shit, they've got everybody's shirt. I need a shirt from they them. Got, I'm head up Game Changer. They got everybody. Game Changer taking over the world. I uh, mean, it's like the affliction without the uh, without the se- Without the $70 price tag. Yeah, yeah, and not as many terrible shirts of dudes in <laughs> bars that know MMA or train UFC. So you're saying if, if when I buy my shirt and I get it, and I, it mm-hmm. I'm not going to have those, those tight arms, it's not going to be – Tied across the chest, it's actually going to be comfortable. Now you're going to want to get a big one, okay? But 
this shirt is ridiculously comfortable. Okay, now they are because of the quality of the shirt. They're not a loose, baggy shirt like a Hanes cheap T-shirt. They are a high-quality T-shirt. Think you're getting maybe like an XL or a large. You might want to go up one size, but I have several shirts that I've put through the washer a couple times, and they don't bleed. They don't come out at all. They just get more comfortable every day. Adam, thank you so much for doing this. We will get those orders out this week so these uh, these cats can enjoy, and we'll make sure we get some pictures. That's the main thing. I don't see these these I don't see Derek and uh, Chris in these shirts. We'll send them to you. We'll put them on your Facebook page next Saturday. Perfect. Like always, man. Any shout outs or anything before uh, before we let you go? Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm sponsored by uh, Game Changer Clothing. You can go to uh, GameChanger.StoreNV.com. And uh, I have some walkout shirts there. You guys should definitely check out and get uh, some of those. Uh, Big O Sports Bar and Eatery here in uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Twisted Anchor Tattoo, also in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. GNC uh, uh, in Diaboville, Mississippi. LiveToDieGear.com, another kick-ass place that makes some awesome gear you should check out. Uh, he does great work for uh, his community out in California, but that's another one of my great sponsors. Alan Belcher MMA Club. Um, my dog for sitting out with me while I'm doing this interview. Uh, everybody that supported me or helped me, uh, you know, next week, make sure whether you're there, get your tickets, d3fights.com or order online, you stream, uh, and you will see the Memphis Monster fight the bear that don't care. So uh, make sure to check it out. It's going to be a great fight. The bear that don't care. Adam Nash, thank you so bear. much, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. There you guys go. Congratulations to Chris Begley and Derek Nelson. I think that was his name. He commented. Uh, he was one of the commenters. We got some messages, uh, some like private messages. Then we got this. If you want to join the conversation, three four seven eight eight four nine nine eight six. You can Skype in. Uh, just if you're on the page, just hit the Skype button. If not, add me on Skype at Bluegrass MMA. And Skype that way. I don't know, but yeah, we're going to go for quite some longer time now. Now that we have uh, a chance to breathe, all these interviews, it didn't some interruptions, but Juan, was it a good show? It was a, it was indeed a good show. I think we ended it on a great note with Adam. Uh, he's he's a tremendous guest. If you haven't already done so, go find him on Facebook, like his uh, fan page. Because I'm telling you what, you know, whether he becomes an A-star MMA fighter, he'll probably be entering in some beer competitions. So either way, it's somebody you should follow. It's uh, His fan page is Adam <coughs> Grizzly Nash. And, uh, so wait, yeah, that's wait, is that, is that um, in, in the URL too? Like, how do you spell that? I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, because you're sending to me. It's just backlash. Anyways, uh, before we hop off the air here in 20 seconds, everybody check out www.bluegrassmma.com this week. We have a huge <laughs> weekend ahead of us. Six events going down in the Ohio Valley region. V3 fights, Gladiators of the Cage, IT Fight Series, Art of War, Hard Rock MMA, uh, Cage Madness, all take place. We're going to try to get to you as much information as we can this week. Check it out, bluegrassmma.com.
www.facebook.com. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Bluegrass MMA, and follow us on Twitter at Bluegrass MMA as we go into the archive section. We like to call this the round table, the third hour. There's just three of us. I didn't, I, I should have asked somebody to do that, but I don't know. It's Maybe okay. Ke- Kelly Patrick didn't have such a hard day at uh, Cheddar's. He could have joined us. Hey, man, if I worked at Cheddar's, I might be like four or 500 pounds because that place is delicious. Well, you're saying you're going to lose weight when you get there? <laughs> oh, why you like them jabs, son? I got them for days. Uh, that's fine, that's fine. So, I, I might be able to put it on one of your shirts finally at that point. Yeah, well, you need to. I've seen you wear that same plaid button-up shirt. It's getting a little tight in the titty area. Hey, it's my favorite one to wear to uh, MMA events. I don't you know don't why. T-shirts anymore. No, I, I don't. I don't know. Would I just you? I don't know why I don't wear T-shirts anymore. I think I, I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe dressing up a little bit more and being a little bit more professional. I mean, that's I wore uh, a on oh, no, that last week, the week before the event before I wore uh, a dress-up shirt. On a just a more presentable. And it's different. I've been at my job, you know, I've been, you know, used to dressing up. It's just it's something I have to do now. So, I you have to dress up for your new job. Uh, I don't have to, but I do. Just you know, keep that. You know, you, as they say, you dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. In this case, the job I want is mowing lawns, so I should be going there some uh, boots and whatnot. You and George could go weedy. Right. Apparently, that's the uh, that's that's the thing to do. Do you know? How, oh my God! Do you know how many pay per views we sold for NWAFS? Uh, I cannot look at it, but please be more than eight. Zero. All right. Zero. So that's uh, that's not more than eight. So that is. Uh, I wonder how their pay per view did. Fuck! I Granted, don't know. I I didn't get out there uh, like I was able to for the uh, Pinnacle one to publish that as as much as I could have. So I mean, as a part, that is my fault on that part that we didn't get any. But granted, they also were charging twelve ninety nine, which it was, our, which it was, was our homepage three, for three weeks. Yeah, but you know how people are. People they wait to the very last minute. They don't buy ahead of time. I mean, why would you in this case? Why would you buy an high pay per view a week and a half before? But anyways. Yeah. Uh, they were charging three dollars more, twelve ninety nine. I don't know if that was a big deterrent at all. That's a but, big deterrent. Yeah, I, for me, I just noticed if, the price change. Uh, yeah, you know, if it was unless bucks, I just really, if I'm casual, if I'm a casual fan, nine ninety nine is about as much as I'm gonna go. Or I'm streaming that shit for free somewhere. Or going to bluegrassmma dot com and just looking at the results. I mean, honestly, uh. And we've talked about this numerous times. I don't understand why someone just just don't put it out there for free. I mean, if you can get sponsors that you can, you know, show them, hey, I'm getting a few thousand hits on this, you know, pay me a few hundred dollars, that covers your expense on that front of it. I don't know. I just and you're getting more exposure for your brand. You're creating that brand awareness. I don't know. That's that's me. I apparently I don't run a promotion, so I don't know what I'm talking about. It's true, you don't. It's a good thing we don't. We bankrupted one promotion. 
<laughs> hey. I tried... Oh, shit. You know what that is? Uh, the new Marley Cyrus song? No, that's Aaron Garrett's intro music. What's up, Aaron Garrett? What's going on? I got a couple bones to pick with you, by the way. With me? A couple. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, Gary. I, I sit hey, here by the way, fighters, and I tell them to tell me how great of a job that, that IT fights does with them. They all speak so highly. Must be talking about Scott. They must not even deal with you. <laughs> That's one of my bones. You always try to get them to say something bad about me. Always. I open the door. They're like, are you sure? Are you, are you talking the to the right person? <laughs> and do they always come through and say good things? Yes. Even Trey said I was the best promoter he's worked with. See? You think I'm bad. I'm actually a good guy. So what did you but think about again, Trey when he says that he wants to fight twice a month every month? You know, I, I would, you know, uh, answer your question, but somebody had to uh, switch me over and talk to me for a good 15 minutes while he was talking. Oh, you didn't get to hear any of his stuff? So a little bit of it. Here's the deal. Uh, I got respect for guys like Trey because they're trying to make it, but he has absolutely no support. You know, he has no gym. Oh, yeah. He has no training partners. Uh, and it's hard. I mean, fuck, it's hard when you when you fight for Team Alpha male, you know, let alone going at it on your own, getting the fight yourself, getting yourself there. Did you hear him say he wanted to weigh in the day of just because he, he was going to work Friday? I'm, I mean, he's obviously making like 20 grand for this fight, so he shouldn't, he should be able to call in work Friday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll pay him, you know, 10 10. <laughs> oh, that's the case. I want to fight. <laughs> right? <laughs> Juan, me no, he's a real good crap. guy, though. So, there's another bone I want to pick with you, too. Like, oh, yeah. Ohio, way in the day of. That's what I said. That's what You don't have to ask that question every day. <laughs> I asked that to a Kentucky fighter, actually. I didn't ask it to Ohio fighters. Asked but it doesn't Kentucky matter. Fighter. Every interview, it's like, so what do you think about the same Aliens? <laughs> Damn Ohioans. I'm hoping Bernie starts listening, and then we can. Throw, uh, let's let's talk about something real quick. Um, it's in our area, and it's so fucking hard for me to understand how this happens. I know why it's happened, but Tennessee is on the verge of fucking losing MMA. Losing. Yes, I did not hear about that. Why? So. They've got an executive director who's actually was in the running, was in the top three for the Nevada job. Pretty good guy in my dealings with. I mean, I've scammed him out of like $150. He don't know that. Uh, Hopefully he's not listening. I don't care if he's listening. I, well, I'll tell you the story. I will tell you the story right now. I'm going to put this out there. I go with uh, Chris Dunn. Mr. Chris Dunn. Kid Dynamite. He's fighting Joby Sanchez, XFC in Knoxville. Not Knoxville. What's the other shitty? Yeah, Knoxville. Did you say what's the other shitty? City. I, was, I thought there was another city, but no, it's it was Knoxville. So they try to do like when you go to Wayne's, the commission's there. They're doing corner licenses and all that stuff the day before, but you can do them the day of, right? 
okay. little bird told me a trick because a fighter license is what's a pro fighter license there? Thirty bucks. Okay, it's seventy five dollars in in uh, Tennessee. Damn. So here's the deal. A little bird told me said, "Hey, don't have your, those guys get the license at the weigh-ins. What's going to happen is the promotion is going to give them an all-access pass and a wristband. The commission will be none the wiser." And so, one of his corners, as well as Chris, uh, just went there and showed up and fought and cornered and were unlicensed. Like and and one of his corner men was asked to corner another guy, and if it changed within the 24 hours of the people they listed, you have to notify the commission. So they had to go tell the commission that they were cornering somebody else. They didn't even ask them about their license. They said okay. Huh. So, 150 bucks saved due to incompetence, and this commissioner is making like 80 grand a year, which if the job was that hard and that detailed. I'm all for it. You know, Bernie right. has a hard job. Todd Neal has a hard job. Uh, you know, the new guy in Nevada has a hard job. He makes over a hundred grand a year. Jeff Mullen doesn't have a hard job. They do very few profile. They don't regulate amateur MMA, so it doesn't matter. But all they regulate is boxing and professional MMA, and they have zero boxing, so they rely on three, four, five shows a year for their income and they wonder why they're $150,000 to the negative you know their their budget's like 250 grand and they're still 150 grand in the hole damn hire me 75,000 I don't need anybody else we'll pay some inspectors the day of nobody will be on payroll amateur mate we're going to regulate and this is what I think they'll have a big problem with professional wrestling because we, the W, let's be honest. When the UFC comes to Kentucky, yeah, they when they came in 2011, that was they made enough on their taxes that from that event to cover two years of their budget. KBWA could not take another penny in and operate for two years right now, and not and not have to worry. But you also got to remember that the KBWA doesn't have the payroll that all these other so-called big states like Tennessee have. That's what I'm saying. I pay me 70 grand, give me that $250,000 budget, <clears throat> take my salary out of that budget. We're going to regulate pro wrestling. So when the WWE comes to Nashville, guess what bitches, 20 grand. That's about what we get for a WWE house show is 20,000 in taxes. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't see why they don't. We do in Ohio. They Ohio doesn't yeah, we have we uh, pro wrestling is sanctioned in Ohio. Uh, pro wrestling is isn't sanctioned in Ohio. Yeah, you have to get a license. Uh, to be a are you saying are you saying that you ran an illegal show with your wrestling promotion? And me, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's bad. I say, let me look. Uh, let's look it up. I think hey, go to uh, go to um, Ohio Commission website. It'll say Pro Wrestling Promoters <laughs> Formed. Ohio Athletic Commission. But, but uh, here's the thing. 
Tennessee was one of the last states to come on board with MMA. Um, like, I don't see, I don't see disbanding and stuff. I don't think the UFC would let that happen just because they wouldn't want to say, hey, um, you know, we've lost a state. It's we can't go to Tennessee. Not like they would come to Tennessee that much, but uh, yep, you have to be a licensed wrestling promoter in Ohio. And there's a list of all like, holy shit! There's a bunch of licensed wrestling promoters in Ohio. Oh yeah, there is. I mean, I, I'm not saying that half of them still don't do like the uh, illegal shows, but yeah, but the wrestling permit's only a hundred dollars. Is that what it is? But you know most. America. Oh, and in uh, $200, I'm sorry. Well, in Kentucky, last year, we had like 58 MMA events. Would you care to guess how many professional wrestling events we had? There's over 300. Juan says over 300. What do you say, Aaron? No, I was going to say about 200. You're both wrong. Well, wrong. Juan is technically right. 429. Damn. Now, the WWE came twice, so let's say 427. Those 427 shows probably didn't generate enough tax money to pay for Todd or uh, Tim's gas to get to those events. (laughs) (laughs) Average attendance of about 50 people, which they love. Because, like, I asked Todd, I said, what's a pro wrestler make? He said, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. So, that's, uh, that's a lot that. of money. But anyways, anyways, you know we're getting off topic here. Well, we've got what? 45 minutes, so we've got time. But I hope, I hope Tennessee doesn't go bust. They've got. If you go to Alan Searcy's article, he's posted. You can con- if you're in Tennessee and you're listening, you can contact your local congressman and tell them how much bullshit it is. But to be honest, they're going to have to fix their problems before anybody like can say, yeah, that's a good deal because it's just not. Aaron, we're bringing it back. Thread of the week. This all happens to be on one of your pages. Walk me through it. I don't know. I actually was going to pick that one or another one. But, yeah, we'll definitely uh, take well, that we one. Do so, all right. So, yeah, we got uh, Mr. Uh, Juan's friend, Christopher Curtis, saying he's uh, too good to fight. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot the guy's name now. Ryan, Ryan Thomas. Ryan Thomas. He, he's telling uh, Ryan Thomas is... Uh, Good old manager, he needs to get a couple wins before he fights Christopher Curtis, which is the same guy that keeps on begging everybody to find him a fight. And he never, well, I guess he's got a fight at this new promotion in Ohio uh, that was actually, yeah. we interviewed the promoter and all that when they were in, you remember that one? They were actually in North Carolina then. Was that them? Yeah. South Carolina. The same people. Where? Yeah, Myrtle Beach, somewhere. Yeah, same guy, Dave Sweeney. Good guy. Seemed to be a good guy. But, yeah, all of a sudden he was in Ohio, and now he's going to have this fight with Chris Curtis and that other dude in the main Take event. Take one, Howard! I just remember him from uh, Roctagon. So do I. That's where I remember from. Yeah, he, Tyler's a good guy. I've uh, sparred with him a couple of times, but, I mean, it's going to be all, I don't know how good this Christopher Curtis really is. Uh, You know, he... 
listen, let's 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 lay it out there. Chris Curtis, if you're listening, we love you. You know that. Chris Curtis was never in the UFC. Uh, he had a brief shot at Bellator, but that didn't go his way. He's never really fought on a big promotion. Ryan is a Bellator veteran. Ryan is a UFC veteran. Ryan is an XFC veteran. Ryan is the Coliseum Combat Champion. Ryan, on in my eyes and in many people's eyes, beat Chris's former teammate, Dom Steele. So, like, I don't know what Ryan has to prove. I would ask what Chris had, has to, to show on his resume. Is that fair? I mean, am yeah. I being... Is that in my office? That's what I was thinking. I mean, I, I didn't think that would be. I mean, that's actually a great fight for him. You know, if he he has nothing to lose, he loses. He he just you know takes a step back. He wins. He's taking ten step forward, beating the UFC vet, uh, Bellator vet. You know, winning the title, at a pro pro title. So I mean, he has a lot to gain from that fight. So I don't know why he wouldn't want to take it. Yeah, I don't know what fighters think, man. Picking and choosing. Listen, if I'm offered a fight, let's roll. Exactly. If I'm trying to chase that paper and it, if it makes sense, you know. Especially like, now, considering that article on ProMMAnow.com, where apparently UFC doesn't even look at the quality of fighters you've beaten. They just nope. care about how many they don't you've care. racked up. Aaron can go 4 and 0 as a pro and beat the same guy four times and. He's got, uh, with his connections with Scott Sheely, I'm pretty sure he could get on Fight Pass with on an Invicta card. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I, I guess it, I mean it's a smart move from them, but I mean it just what I don't know. How this is like? No, I'm not saying that for the UFC Invicta, it's a smart move. Yeah, yeah but do you have Fight Pass? No. Juan, do you? Have I, Fight I did Pass? for a month. Yeah. You, you did the free free month and. Or seven days. Exactly. Or yeah, that's what I have, it was. I've had Fight Pass since the day it was offered. Um, because I I, I live blogged that, that show in, where was it, Singapore? It started at like 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And so, you know, I've, I've watched Fight Pass. I went back and watched some old fights, but there's nothing there. Here's the thing, and I, I told Gina this last night. The great thing about Fight Pass and what Fight Pass is set up for are these international events. So they can be in prime time in China and prime time in Germany. And, you know, at diff- like I watched the, the fights in Germany. They started at noon. I started watching UFC at noon. Who's going to get on their computer or their tablet and pay to watch Invicta in prime time? They're not, you know. I mean, there no. will be. There will be that, right. that core audience, I think, that Invicta... People pay to see Invicta when it was on Ustream. Not enough to keep them around. So. I think they will. I, I, I don't... I think... You guys are missing the grand scheme of the picture from a marketing standpoint that they're trying to get people to come to Fight Pass who may not have known about it or may have were at a point where I don't want to buy it, but now that they're on Fight Pass... They see all that it offers. They're going to stick around. So if not, if do. not, if not, if not, they at least got one month of service out of them. Otherwise, <laughs> they wouldn't have got nothing. That's right. But let me ask you this: UFC has all that content. We're talking huge vault of content, live events monthly. 
the fuck can Invicta get out of this deal? Well, I mean, an audience. It's, yeah, an audience and, and a dollar will get you a large Coke at McDonald's. You know, it's not. I don't see. It, they must be on like a set pay schedule, or because uh, I'm sure they're not going to like take in. You know, they, they, they will be a very small percentage of what's offered on Fight Pass. So I can't imagine they're going to get a huge chunk of money out of that. Especially when Fight Pass probably isn't even profitable right now. Oh, um, probably not. But I mean, I, I'm sure there's some some marketing or some uh, contract payout for that. But if so, Invicta wasn't getting anything before. So what are they losing? Yeah, I mean, they're probably gaining money now. Like before, they were probably losing. So, I mean, it's a great move on them. I just don't see where the UFC is trying to take this. They're trying to buy it all out again, just like they did Strike Force and everything else, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be the case. Why, well, let me ask you this. Why would they? Why would they buy them out? Fuck, they they take whoever they want from them anyway. You know? Yeah, that's fair. They took, they, they took, a, whole fucking, to, took a whole fucking division. Only with, <laughs> uh, only with the Shannon's approval, of course. Now, <laughs> I'm sure they want to be in the good graces of the uh, WMMA community, not to just kind of steal everybody away. They have the money to kind of purchase Invicta, keep that brand name, keep the library, keep everything associated with Invicta, so it would be smarter to do what they're doing now versus kind of being a dig and just stealing the fighters. Yeah. That library is more important than probably anything. That what? You What'd know you The video library. Yeah. No, I, thought I, said, I thought I said library. <laughs> I, you, it's uh, a very that lies. You talk more hickish and country than I do on. Pitcher, library. Wait, Abby just said He's don't too say close hick. To that why, border. Can't, why can't I say hick? Abby says hick's a negative connotation. Yes, what if I is. say spick? Spick is more indicative of Juan's situation. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna call I'm I'm gonna call my people. And, uh, and they're going to come hold my grass, motherfucker. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> let, let me stitches me. work out for you. Abby's mad at me for for talking like this. She doesn't know that, that, that Juan, not 10 minutes ago, expressed that he wanted a job mowing grass. You want to get back <laughs> to work? Uh, but hey, <laughs> so my second post now. We're done with that. Wait, didn't you okay. call me racist last weekend? The last race. week? Uh, I know. white people. Who? Um, I know. I don't know. Did we talk about um, uh, Isaac Hook last weekend, Juan, or last week? Who? Did what? So Isaac Hook fought that OFC card. I don't I don't know what the hell he did afterwards. He was the one with the big beard and started rambling on after the that he wanted to fight. You remember that one, or do you know? I don't Wanda's know. I didn't hear. Shit. I didn't. No, I didn't hear a word you said. All right. So you remember Isaac Hook from uh, the OFC fights? The what? From the OFC? OF Ohio Fighting Championship. Yes. What about it? <laughs> so you remember that fight? And after his uh, what fight? Whole, oh my God! I'm about to kill you. Is that, there is that were racist right there? Fights. <laughs> Isaac there Hook. Were fights. Isaac, the Isaac Hook yes. fight. Yes, Isaac Hook fight. And he ran them all, ran all, uh, all on about something. I couldn't understand. I don't know if you understood him. 
Oh, I, I don't. I don't think it was a bunch of rambling. The, the sound, the sound the, system wasn't that great where I was sitting at. Hey, now, oh. <laughs> it wasn't my sound system. It was the house system. Yeah. So yeah, he, he he. I guess he called out a whole bunch of other fighters, and I don't, I don't know if you saw it on the Ohio uh, real Ohio page there, but now he's there a whole bunch of people that want to kick his ass now. Nice. So yeah. Hey, that's that's a good way to get fights. I mean. No, to call people out. Trash talking. But he, all the people he called out are under 500 people. So he ain't going to fight anybody good. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. then again, it goes back to that question. Does it matter who you fight as long as you're going to fight? Such as, exactly. a.k.a. Chris Curtis, Ryan Thomas? Hey. Hmm, it's a good debate. But, hey, I might have a fight for Ryan Thomas. I'm trying to get a hold of that from uh, Mark and return my phone. Well, I got a hold of Tim. He, he he wants to fight. But I have been trying to get a hold of Mark, and he he hasn't called me back. Mark Slater? Yeah. Word. So I got, I'm trying to get a hold of him, and he doesn't want to talk to me, I guess. You want me to call him right now? Yeah, tell him Aaron Garrett wants to talk to me. Everyone needs to talk to Aaron Garrett. Aaron Garrett. All right. So this is this is your first. Like I feel like MMA can be huge in Columbus, based on OF former UVC cards. Uh, obviously, the UFC had you know one of the biggest crowds in North American history there. How excited are you? Like, without giving away too much, like how are ticket sales? What's the buzz like? What's the people on the street? in uh, Columbus saying about IT Fight Series? Oh, it seems like it's going to be a great event. Um, we got some tickets going out. we got, I'd say, over 75% of our tickets out, so um, we're looking good there. Um, everyone's excited about, you know, seeing Chico making his pro debut, so a lot of people want to go just see that fight. Um, we're not doing a lot of, uh, it's not a big, huge event for us, um, just because it is our first time in Columbus. But we're gonna make it as big as possible we can. So if I, hey Aaron, if I was a promoter, I wanted to increase ticket sales. You know what I would do. What's that? I would offer them online for people to purchase. They are online for purchase, and I've had I, oh, twenty people buy them already, Mister. I all I've seen was called the nine three seven something 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 kick. No, we have them on uh, our Ticket River. No, it's uh, the office number at the in Belfountain, about Fontaine. Wait, Belfontaine. IT Fight Series is it like the gym's office number or like IT Fight yeah. Series office number? Uh, the gym number where we have a secretary, so people can talk to her and not me. Although I put my every time we have a fight in line, I put my phone number in there. Not the greatest Did, idea uh, to do, but. Is Jade okay? No, she broke her hand. I saw that. Yeah, she was supposed to be on this card, and yeah, she broke her hand. She didn't look so, happy uh, in the pictures that Scott posted. So I'm going to the IT Fight Series uh, Facebook page. What's the IT Fight Series 26 Facebook event? And I just don't see this TicketRiver.com anywhere. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'll do it just for you tonight. Now, I've been posting it little by little. You know, a lot of people just want to buy, you know, buy them from the fighters, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. A lot of people do. So, that's hmm. why we put the phone number on there, and then we'll just give them the website. But you can eliminate that step. We like to talk to our fans, Juan. If Juan's so smart, he'd have his own MMA company. I would, what, but... What would be cool is if we could sell them on Bluegrass MMA and then get, uh, like, whatever the Fighters Commission, commission is, we would get that commission. Yep. We should. Aaron, why don't you hook do that it. up? I, I'm definitely... We're going to do that for the next event. Hey, uh, that's going to be... I saw that... Po- did, did you show Juan the poster you're working on? Yeah, yeah, you guys can... Uh, we can tell where everyone's at. It's it's pretty much locked down now, so... Well, I just want to talk about the poster, I, because it was so Aaron. dark, but it was so good. Need a little bit of color in it, but it was dark. I, I You haven't seen the updated one yet, have you? Mm-mm. I haven't. Juan, uh, Juan has Juan from the Oh, I have. Dude, yeah. I told Aaron it was the uh, best poster I've ever seen from. It was amazing. So Aaron's going to uh, teach me the ways of uh, Adobe. You yeah. should, because you need, you need help on that. I don't have it. I, I've, I need something on it. Talk about yourself, so I gotta go pee. What's that? Thank you for the update there, Gary. We appreciate it. He's going to the bathroom. Um, have you added more to it since I saw it no. last week? No. Gary just hasn't seen it with all the fighters on there. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, so so uh, do you want to announce where it is now? Yeah, we can. All right, go ahead. IT Fight Series 27. Lima, Ohio. Lima, Ohio. All right, I get Gary. Gary says Lima, Ohio. It is. It is. It is Lima. Lima. No. Isn't that what? Uh, isn't that where Alpha knows from? It is. He. Uh, his daughter went to school with me. I could have sworn. It was. He always says Lima. Maybe no, not. He always Lima. He knows better. I. I would hope so. I mean, I don't. I'm not, I could. I don't know why these Lima stuck in my head. But yeah, we're actually going to have our uh, main event at the Saturday show, uh, doing a face-off and promoting the fight. Nice. And you know what you're going to do too? You're going to have little uh, handouts. You're going to hand out as people are walking in, promoting that next show, right? Exactly. Boom! I get impressed right by then. <laughs> I already had that idea, but I'm trying to get improved by then. Is the whole problem right now? Or you can just put them on the back of the fight cards that you hand out. We can do that, too. We're that good. Boom, look at that. Look at that. I'm going to start my own promotion. I'm going to call it DT Fight Series. <laughs> I don't know what it stands for yet, but it's going to stand for something. My, oh, my, the heat. The heat. Uh-huh. What is Gary doing? Taking number two? Hey, he probably who cares. Uh, so what, what are you... What fight? I want you to I want you to tell everybody. You know, I don't care. Put your promoting aside. What fight are you most excited for this Saturday night at your event? IT Fight Series 26. Uh, which one am I most excited about? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely ready to see uh, Chica go pro. Um, what's another good one? As an amateur, about Lance versus 